minutes to round the conversation. We're live. Welcome to the Unpaid Nobody's motherfucker. <laughs> what an introduction. Hot. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. <laughs> We're doing live. We're doing live. No uh, one, your pause is here. No, 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 all forward, all gas, no brakes. Uh, Look, canceled. It's one of those days earlier I said revolution now, and it wasn't even, like, warranted. <laughs> Welcome to a supersized episode of the Unpaid Nobodies, everybody. Please like and follow yes. and subscribe and do all the things that you do on these social media platforms that serve yes. you our content. Thank you. Gentlemen, thank you, thank you. what a week. I was going to say, buckle in. <laughs> we got a lot in. to get we got, we got white rappers. We got Mick Jenkins. We got MF Doom. <laughs> One of these things is not like the others. Why'd you open up with that one? I don't know. Okay. I think I Let's went just... like in ascending order. Like, like how much time I want to like... <laughs> spend <laughs> actually sit on this okay yeah well let's just get into it um like we said we have a lot to cover so yeah. let's just get right Got into the news a lot of albums coming out at least two i need to listen to <laughs> yes at least absolutely. two we're at least going to do a short review for next week there's probably a good, yeah i don't know if we have anything planned for next week it'll probably be around no, at least no the big one is this week is our first week of the year of doom yes the year of doom but yeah, let's get into the uh, albums. Um, we've talked about it for several weeks now. It is finally here. The Lyrical Lemonade album, All Is Yellow, is here. It's got features and more features and then some more features. Um, it is a little yeah. bit ridiculous, if I'm being honest. It is a lot of people. But I'm excited to see what they put together. They've already put out multiple music videos. So I'm here for it. This Is this one of the first? I mean, this isn't even like a... It's a oh, label team. Is are they a label though? That's what I'm curious. Like they're I was a hesitant. A video production. No. Okay. I mean, I fair think enough. they're functionally this. You know, I think that's functionally what it is. I guess it's fair. You know. I, it's. I don't want to say like they're breaking the mold, but it's definitely one of the first ones I've seen like this. I think it's. Um, a, I think it's an excellent move. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I think it's a very smart move for lyrical to get into this space. I'm kind of sh- like I wouldn't. Maybe I'm just uninformed, but I'm kind of shocked it's just happening now. Yeah, I mean, uh, it does make sense. Now that you see it and you see it on paper yeah, and it's coming right. into fruition, it's just like, oh, this is a no-duh moment. <laughs> yeah. Like, how this might like I thought Lyrical Lemonade was going to be start putting out music like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I've heard, I've seen the feature list for this. I, I think it's very impressive. So, you know. My we'll only see. question, I want to know, like, who's the overall brain behind it? I want to know who's putting everything together and what their vision is. I, you know, I think. <laughs> I can find that out for you. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think with I things <laughs> I think with things like this, I, I usually think like that's almost like an unfair expectation. Oh, I'm I'm not going in with like super yeah. expectations. I'm just wondering like who's yeah. the brain behind it. If it's actually like Cole or is it like somebody in the music industry? Yeah, uh, I don't else? know. Yeah. But moving on, we yeah. also have one of our Griselda boys, Benny the Butcher, is here. Yeah, the first Griselda album. Give us some coke raps. Give us some January Coke wraps. It's been a whole, it's been a whole two months since Stove God Cooks dropped last. I guess. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying. There's snow outside. I need snow in the kitchen. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, everybody I mean, can't go. Is here. Top of the end. Um, I'm whipping a batch of wraps. I'm just saying, like, if they can get people on rap lyrics, you saying that on a po- recorded podcast, you're gonna get in trouble. 
You better chill out. Yeah. But anyway, no, no one's coming for me in our. No, no one's coming podcast. for us. <laughs> None of our eighty viewers are going to come at me. Right. <laughs> God All damn. of a sudden, we get swatted. Could you imagine, Jesus Christ? Uh, but yeah, I can't uh, imagine. Have... I can't imagine. Those are my nightmares. I can't. I so like, no. That's why I have a sword behind me. Ah, uh, yes. Brandishing a sword at the SWAT will surely, you know, diffuse the situation. Look, that's I get you have like, like a st- next to your bed. Like, yeah, look, it's not, it's yeah that's not for police, my guy. <laughs> Who else is the, what's the, who's the Second Amendment supposed to defend you from? It's not bears. <laughs> you all should have seen what happened near me just the other day. I was going to the gym on Tuesday night? Yeah. No, Monday night, Monday night. And I drove past TBK. Ooh, and Ooh, police tape across, <laughs> police tape across the parking lot, police everywhere. I was like, damn, I wonder what happened. I, I'm driving back the opposite way after the gym. I can see the other side of the building, bullet holes all in the glass. Yep. Yep. Turns out somebody tried to rob it. Somebody inside had concealed carry and shot at the guy trying to, to, trying to steal. And then he got in his car and got caught. So Jesus I was like, well, I'm glad it wasn't anything else. Just shooting at the bad guy, maybe, hopefully. <laughs> About the same, it'll come up in the news eventually. Welcome yeah. to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I, I guess going on to some other albums coming out, we have Isaiah Rashad coming out with the um Sylvia demo. This is actually the live demo, uh, the live version to the it's celebrating the ten year anniversary essentially. Yeah. Um. So I'm excited to see this. I love live yeah. version of albums. And you My love Isaiah Rashad. Spotify. I do. I love Isaiah Rashad. Um, I think my favorite live album on Spotify is the Forest Hill Drive, I want to say. Yeah, I think that's a really good one. Yeah. I think that's a really good one. I don't know about you guys, but that's probably my favorite, like, live one. I respect live albums more than I actually enjoy them. Okay, fair enough. You know? I mean, like, obviously I love, like, the MTV Unplugged, like, Nirvana Live, you know? Mm. I still think probably my favorite live album ever, and this is... Gonna lose me a lot of cred in the metal scene, but I doubt I have any there anyway. Uh, was Metallica's S and M? They did all of their big hits with a symphony. Like, do you know the Metro Boomin concert yeah, yeah. you just did? That, yeah. but Metallica twenty years ago. Like, what is heavy rock in? <laughs> well, the thing is that, like, on a musical <clears throat> level, heavy metal and classical music are like some of the most similar music there is. Mm-hmm. Right, like if you. Like, if you undistort heavy metal guitar, it's essentially classical music. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, like, a a thing that, like, a lot of people don't get, apparently. But, so, it coalesces really well. It's an interesting interesting album to listen to, for sure. I think, like, like, to this day, like, some of the S&M versions are some of my favorite versions of the Metallica songs. Why'd you say you lose street cred then? Or it's not cred? like it's it's seen as part of, of Metallica's downfall. Like S and M is seen as them like as part of them selling out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know because like the the metal scene is like the the punk scene or the hip hop scene even like they're obsessed with credibility. So, like, when you start doing, like, shit like that and, like, their other... It came after a long stream of poorly reviewed albums and it wasn't what the fans wanted. So, yeah. like, there was a lot... There's a lot of reasons that I don't think are totally <clears throat> ass, 
for people hating S and M. I just don't. Like, okay, fair enough. Um, then what I'll do then some other albums to go through. These are kind of smaller albums, but we have Lucky coming out with Two Face, an EP that is actually already out. Yeah. Um, and then we have Kevin Gates coming out with the Ceremony. So excited for both of those. You mean Album of the Year? Okay. <laughs> Don't push it. You mean Album of the Millennium? Yeah. <laughs> and then um, lastly, I actually want to cover this. He just messaged me. On Instagram, I don't know if it was an automated message oh, yeah. or he messaged me directly. Yeah, Price, he's a local guy. But Price, yeah, uh, Price messaged me um, and said that City will actually be dropping tonight. So okay, we'll have to it... check it out. We'll do a track review for yes. City next week. Yes, absolutely. Very, very excited for um, or to, to listen to that, get into it. I want it. It's an acronym, actually. I want to pull up the full title, just out of respect. Um, the full title is. Give me two seconds. Bruh. <laughs> People go crazy with acronyms. Does it stand for? Um, Caught in the Youth. So oh, that that's what it stands for. Yeah, okay. So I'm excited to get into that. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I just wanted to give him a quick shout out. Maybe I'll uh I'll message him back and be like, hey, this is the podcast. Yeah. Um, we'll, yeah, we'll tell him. Yeah. Is that and an then, album or a, a single? An album, full album. Oh, that's a full album. And it's gonna feature like T Pain and Hit Boy. Oh, it's really? Dope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm there. So, but maybe uh, we'll do a little collab. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, but going into some of the singles now, we have a tunnel single, so I'm just gonna kind of fly through them. Bear with me. Um, I just want to get the music video out the way. The big music video people are talking about. Travis Scott did drop the I Know music video. So the, I did watch it. I don't know if you guys saw it. It's a little lackluster, in my opinion. If I'm really, I like. I thought it was nice. No, I actually liked it. Because did you guys watch the Topia Twins video? Yes. Okay. I thought the Topia Twins video was a bit much, if you know what I mean. Like it was okay. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It's the song, you know. I I still like. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's just like it gets like exploitative. I I think it gets like really gross and like objectifying. Uh, but I thought this was very tasteful. This was more. Tasteful I thought this was very yes. tasteful. I thought a lot of the direction was very cool. I enjoyed it quite a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. I remember somebody asked me about the Topia Twins video when it came out. They're like, "Did you watch it?" I was like, "Yeah." I mean, did you? It's like this is like the the ticket to instant one stop shop body dysmorphia yeah. for <laughs> any gender. Like it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. For everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's not great. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, music video. He, I'm assuming more will be coming out. So yeah, excited for all of that. And then going into the actual singles, <clears throat> we have Skepta coming out with "Gas Me Up." Um, we have Megan Thee Stallion making a return with "Hiss." Um, yeah, we also have that's a good Sarah. that's, that's built because oh. her last song was called "Cobra." So. Yes, I see a theme. Concept album. <laughs> the concept. concept I like album? snakes. <laughs> what if the I'm concept, <laughs> like, what if it's as good as Good Kid, Mad City, but the concept is just snakes? Like, <laughs> I'll be there. Reptile House at Lincoln Park Zoo is my favorite. Yeah. What Fair if she enough, performed at a zoo? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is outlandish. I just thought about. <laughs> 
That'd be incredible, Imagine actually. At the Brookfield Zoo on the fountain and everyone's around. It's not a bad In idea. the reptile house. <laughs> but yes. Um, the animals on, deserve music. The Gaboon Viper just fucking wiggling around. Oh, yeah. One of those peacocks that just does not give a fuck about humans. <laughs> Bearded dragons that are doing the thing with their head where they go like this. I never thought we'd be talking about a zoo concert. This is outlandish. Not the Zoncert. <laughs> Not the Zoncert. That was a good one. I like that. Buns, <laughs> no. Combining words into new words, excellent. Like, love that. Like, <laughs> all right, let's reel it in. <laughs> Purvis, <laughs> I was trying to, and I just did it. Okay, Purvis, stop thinking going. about the Zoncert and tell us about Sir's new single. You guys kept going. <laughs> um. Yes, this is actually the one I'm most excited for. Sir has confirmed the album is done. He's working on the tour. Comes to Chicago, I'm going. But he is dropping a single um, tonight called No Evil. Super excited for that. Um, we also have Ice Spice. This is hilarious. <laughs> I thought about this earlier, and I was just like, the fact that I was wrong about her being a one-hit wonder just hurts so much more when I see like the, yeah, a song named Fart. Fair. And it's like, <laughs> how do you prove me wrong with this? <laughs> But yeah, yes. no, that's fair. Ice Spice is dropping a song came uh, called "Fart," and um, yeah, you, you she'll be shit, shaking. You're not even a fart. <laughs> it's very funny. It is a funny song. The, it's the very funny. funny. You know, like you, you have to at least, like at this point, you can't help but just be like, ah, oh, she's got jokes. Like <laughs> she knows what she's doing. <laughs> but yeah, um, can't wait to hear that on TikTok all the time. Uh, we also have Young Blood, Young Blood, and Lil Yachty dropping when weird. you die. Yeah, this is an interesting combination, but this is Yachty being Yachty, I guess. His yeah. last year run is still going. Um, <clears throat> we have Coyle Ray coming out with Wanna Come Through. We have Eric, the architect, and Westside Boogie coming out with Instinct. We also have Tierra Whack. I'm super excited for this coming out Love with Shower Whack. Song. Please drop an album. I love like, Tierra You talk about an artist prime for a classic. Like Jesus or anything, please. Yeah. No, I 100% <clears throat> want more Tierra Whack here. Yeah. Um, we also have 21 Little Herald and Jid coming out with Sundown. Jid better. But um, Jid that's better. All Jid. Jid better. That's all I need to say. <laughs> but, Jid um. <laughs> I literally have I'm it. always coming strapped with my Jid merch. <laughs> Rachel just gave it back to me after the move. And I was like, Jid merch. Yes, I finally have my Jid better shirt. <laughs> but moving on, we have actual news news. Um, Jasper, you cover this because you added something. Yeah. Where did you add for Kid Cuddy? Yeah, so aside from a tour potentially happening and him talking about going for two hours, one hour for new stuff, one hour for old stuff, which I will be there. Um, he's confirmed the moon man comic is still on track to release next week. So cool. I'm excited for that. Yeah. How, how do you obtain this? You guys are comic people. You go to a comic uh, book store and you say, yeah, comic shops. Like... Oh, like it's literally going to be like for release. Yeah, they, I didn't they know ship, if like off this like website weekly. or something. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Cool. Yeah. There's going to be a physical release. Yeah. It's probably like more limited than like the new Spider-Man runs that come out, but like totally. okay. it, probably more plentiful than like an indie run. 
I was going to say, I've never been a, a part of a comic release, so... Dude, I... <laughs> Bear just, with me. <laughs> I just got out the new Ultimate Spider-Man release. Dude, I am back in. I am back in. It's so good. You're locked yeah, in. Yeah, this is, this is Image, so this might actually have good inventory, and you can buy the yeah. first one right now for shipping for $4. Yeah. Okay. But... Yeah, the cool. art looks so fucking cool. Yeah. <clears throat> that I actually am excited about. So much yeah. of this is insane. Yeah. Yeah. No, if you want good art, just go to literally any comic book shop and Image especially. Like Image is known for having like really high quality art. I I haven't seen it, but just my pre it just confirms my preconceived biases based on the comic book industry. I need to pick up the full finished edition of east of west that's like my next big yeah. comic acquisition i love that series yeah i mean i'm still hunting for green lantern green arrow 84 and 85 uh that is like my holy grail i spend i probably go to like 20 comic book stores a year looking for them yeah um and i'm just back for the ultimate spider-man run it's so good jonathan hickman is one of my favorite writers of all time He's the guy who brought Miles Morales into the standard Spider-Man universe. And also the mm. new Miles Peter book, written by the guy who did the spectacular Spider-Man TV show. Very excited. Talk about an amazing idea. Like, Jesus, yeah. you've made some great art bringing yeah. uh, Miles into the big picture. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> yeah. Super dope. Uh, moving on from that, uh, since we're already talking about Cody, I'll just jump right to that as well. The Cuddy Lupe beef is apparently squashed. Yeah, I mean, after yeah, like no, a I, decade. <laughs> I applaud the maturity. Uh, although, like, to be honest, like, here's the thing. Like, one, I expect much worse from Kid Cuddy. I think Kid Cuddy is very sloppy around beefs, so I'm going to be honest. Uh, hmm. But I also expect much better from Lupe. I think he's, like, one of the more mature voices in hip-hop. And I always yes. thought, like, Kid Cuddy just brought out a lot of immaturity in him. So I'm happy to uh all the pettiness was yeah. coming out. So I'm happy this was this ended a beef. I would love a collab between the two. Lupe Fiasco is top ten favorite rappers of all time. Still dropping, you know, incredible work. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of the crop of rappers that I think him and Kid Cudi are kind of in the same class, I would say. They came out within the same couple of years. Uh, I was going to say, if I, think, I see the collab, I wouldn't want to see like a food and liquor and man on the moon. Like, yeah, them back then. I, I, right now, I mean, yeah, cool, but if like, it was to happen, like, do it in 2006. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I would have wanted to hear like a oh, food and liquor and man on the moon. You're totally right. Uh, like, that would be an insane collab. Yeah, but not, and like, I don't know, because I think, I think Lupe is on an upward streak. I think Lupe has, is kind of, mm-hmm. I think the album he dropped last year, German Music and Zion, was just fantastic. Was uh, that last year? The year before. Oh, 2022. 2022, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. That I was, was living... recent. Yeah. Well, COVID messed up everyone's time anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, not that one. That one was the one he made in an afternoon. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Some other stuff to go over. Travis Scott has been confirmed to perform for the 2024 Grammys. That will be next two weeks from now or next week? Uh, that's next week. I don't know. That's next week. Um, so, yeah, cool. Congratulations for him. Hopefully wins something this time. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm pulling for Michael, but 
Well, first off, I don't give a shit. The Grammys are fake, and no well, one yes, ever obviously. Uh, Out of spite, I would like Travis to win something. I don't. Out of I don't, spite for the Grammys, I don't. I don't to me, like, I would not be upset with Utopia winning because I think Utopia is just good. But like, oh, you mean the most commercially viable product won the award funded by ad dollars? Hooray! It's like, yeah, I, I see, mean, no, I yeah. see zero. Er- like, I feel like there's at least a degree of earnestness if it goes to someone like Killer Mike. You know what I mean? I feel that's like, fair. I, that's just my opinion. And like, I think mm. Travis Scott obviously performs great live. It's not going to be good here. It's not his fault. It's the Grammys. You know? Yeah, it's listen. like the Super Bowl, and I like the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say his halftime show was decent. Yeah, it was short though. I, of course, I mean, yeah, they all are to an extent. I don't think. I think very few. I think only very recently have the halftime shows been good. I think more most halftime shows are very bad. I think. Uh, I think twenty eighteen was this. Sorry, I, go ahead. I did not think Travis Scott's was very good at all, but I do not think it was Travis Scott's fault. I think it was I, like they tried to put like three different artists. A lot of stuff. At it once. was not well done. I don't think it's Travis Scott's fault, but I thought it was an atrocity. I think they. I think that that one was like okay. They started out, and I think they realized like what they could do yeah. in terms of like maximizing time efficiency. And that was like the first year they tried it, and it was like his think, bit was fine, but like the I structuring of it, you know. I, I thought it was just yeah. I I think just like trying to cram that much stuff into a halftime show is a fool's errand. So well, he well, did I mean, but, but then they. Right? But yeah, the, yeah he, did, he, did, he did circle mode, but then they did the same thing for Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and Friends, and yeah, that was, was excellent. Yeah, but it was yeah. also twice as long. True, I guess, yeah. yeah. And they were all in the same vein. Yeah. I feel and, like Travis Scott didn't fit with Yeah, the, that's the, the other thing. Maroon 5. Yeah, Maroon 5 and everything. What is that? Is it Adam Levine? Yeah. Maroon it was five? something like yeah, that. Adam Levine wearing the Travis Scott ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. I thought the weekend was cool when it was just him, and he that was, was, cool. Weekend was cool. And he was able to be very weird. And yeah. Rihanna did, like, did well. Rihanna did well. Beyonce did well yeah. back in the day. Uh, but like for the most part, I think whenever there's like multiple people, there was one I think in 2017. I think it was the year before Travis, where Big Boy was in it. And like I love Big Boy, but like that wasn't very good. Uh, What's also the here? Jennifer Lopez Shakira one. Was very good. Oh, that wasn't was good. That one's that good. One was good. There's a lot of, memes but that's because that like they're all like very focused, right? Like you can't just throw a bunch of stuff at it. And like once again, this is not Travis Scott's fault by any no. stretch of the imagination, yeah, yeah. right? But I, you know, call it as you see it. Mm-hmm. Who's I'm excited for this show? year. Who's this year? Usher, and it's just Usher. Usher, Usher. that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, Usher's cool. Your host for the yeah. evening. Yeah, your host for the evening. I've I've heard. I've heard a little, little birdie has whispered right here that Usher might be showing up at Lala. Complete rumors, complete heresy. Interesting. Uh, Isn't I've, he going to be at... um? He's going to be at that one festival in Las Vegas. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I saw a poster for that today. Yeah, no, it's an insane lineup. It's an insane lineup for people... Better Lupe's going to be there. Yeah, oh, old... we got to talk about Coachella. That oh, we didn't, me. yeah. yeah. Coachella. I did not see the Coachella lineup. I... Well, I'm gonna pull it up. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. Um, while yeah. you pull that up, I'll cover some other stuff really yeah. quickly. Oh, so Travis um, Scott, cool, good for him. Won't yeah, be mad if he wins, but I have zero expectations for this being anything worth watching. Yes, absolutely. Um, some other stuff just to go over. 
essentially short tours coming up. Freddie Gibbs has a 10-year for Pinata. He will be in Chicago for a... I will probably be Just one of it? Yeah, I was going to say May 19th for at the Salt Shed. Excited for that. I would definitely um, be. Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, if we can get tickets, I would definitely go. Um, and then on top of that, we have um, Andre 3000 next month will be here for a couple of shows uh, for his food album. That's a very lot. different. Yeah. Very different. But, very cool. And he's doing he's performing at the Garfield Park Conservatory, which is incredibly cool. Yes. Yeah. I, I, that would have been almost worth the cost for the venue. The, <laughs> the rooms. The rooms. Each show is a max occupancy of 100. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, that's, at least yeah, that's I, th- I, I know that's the case for Empty Bottle. At least I don't yeah, know yeah. about Garfield Park or what it, what the space that would look like. I I've been to the Garfield Park Conservatory, but I haven't been in a while. Uh, that would strike me as pretty accurate. I I, I don't yeah. know. I could be I could be completely wrong, but I would believe that one hundred percent. So here's yeah. a question: <clears throat> That album is entirely improvised, right? Uh yes, that's I what so. I yeah. believe so. Yes. So, is he actually going to be playing songs from that album, or is he going to basically be re-improvising something entirely new for each performance? Almost certainly the second thing. Yeah, yeah, I, that's I what I was thinking. It's like you're not actually even going to see the the album. You're seeing the essence of what the album is, which is pretty interesting as like an art, like, like a yes. decision. That's pretty. It would cool. be pretty dope. I potentially did want to go, um, just because I haven't listened to the album. I all. tried, dude. I couldn't get past the the ticket screen. It like wouldn't let me. You had to have uh, a code or something. Yeah, it's totally okay. It, it, pretty Andrea looked at it too, and it sold out in like seconds. Yeah, same with yeah. Rachel. Right. So it is what it is. Um, um I just want one thing that is funny is like if we did manage to go, that's like you have the very Kanye moment of, hello, yes, I'm at the Andre 3000 show, hearing music that nobody's ever heard before. Because my life is dope and I do dope shit. <laughs> Click. It's like, that where would be am I at? I'm at the Garfield Park Conservatory. I'm at the Andre 3000 show. I'm at the 3000, Andre 3000 flu show at the Garfield Park Conservatory. Right. I wonder we if can they, make that a whole intro. I wonder if these tickets are reselling. Let's see. I'm so just curious what the price would be. Probably not. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Shall we talk about Jermaine? Jermaine Cole, <laughs> Jake Cole. Um, no, no, Dupree. Yeah. <laughs> Jermaine Cole. <laughs> we haven't done that in a long time. To be the fair, fa- the dude from um, the <laughs> Yeah, no, we haven't done that in like years. Jesus Christ. Um, Jermaine Cole has been labeled the rapper of the year from Complex. A very easy, obvious pick. Um, so. Yeah. I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah, no. I mean, I think it's funny that they picked a rapper that didn't drop an album, but it's cool. Like I He did enough. <laughs> he did have an incredible feature run. I'm not gonna deny yes. it. You know, he always I, has. You know. Obviously very happy, but yeah. It is interesting that yeah, he, he didn't actually drop an album. Yeah. Um but yeah, moving on from that, Jasper, do you wanna kinda go over this since you brought it up? I want to, yeah, I want to talk about this. This is chicken soup for my middle-class soul right here, all right? (laughs) Coachella tickets are reportedly historically slow to sell. Yeah. Thank God. Probably for the first time ever. And people are really coming down hard on the festival for a a couple of reasons. One of them is the lineup. Other is just, like, the pricing given, you know, the climate of everything. Everyone's poor. 
the lineup, it's of course, you know, the, you know, the drill, it's like, you know, two weekends, um, night one, Lana Del Rey and Peso Pluma. Also Lil Uzi Vert is that night. Second night, Tyler Creator, Blur and Ice Spice. And the third night, Doja Cat, J Balvin and Janae Aiko. Honestly, I'm not mad at Tyler. And the fact that Blur is showing out is insane like yeah, that's like, i don't think i don't think that like i don't think that's like the craziest lineup in the world no you know but i also don't think it's like pathetic either to be honest with you i've seen a lot of losers have have had has had worse lineups than that but i will say i think the problem here is the disconnect between how good this lineup is and just the pricing scheme of coach oh i in def- general yeah oh oh right? i agree with that because it's like six hundred dollars or whatever yeah oh i agree with and that then flight and then board and it's just and it's, it adds up very quickly. It's in like a really inaccessible place too. It's like very difficult to get to. Yeah. Um, in the middle of a desert. People are saying the headliner is underwhelming. Coming off one of the worst years of all time. Quote: Who has the energy? Yeah. And yeah, it's it's just it's it's the perfect storm of of not reading the room. I think in a way that is really very true to confident organizers i this reminds mm. me almost of like fire festival and like not this to the same degree but like yeah. same energy of like gross overconfidence followed by like incompetence yeah i mean <laughs> yeah. i would say like you know unlike fire festival coachella does have a leg to stand on i mean no totally that, know, i mean it's, that got, Beyonce, a, it's got a history coachella set is one of the best sets of all time but yeah no i mean coachella is just a playground for the kind of people I hate. So, but then again, so are all music festivals. Like, so is Lollapalooza, and I go to that every year. So it's like, yeah, it's true. but that's because I can get to Lollapalooza in twenty minutes, exactly for two dollars yeah. from my front door. So it's like, and it's in downtown area around very like stable restaurants and options, and, and that and like even public if you pay, transportation, that and like yeah. a f- four day festival ticket is three fifty, which like I get that that's like too expensive for like a shit ton of people and like exclusionary, but I think it's a way better deal. Then Coachella is yeah, double. Like yeah, Coachella is yeah. double for, and I think it's for three nights of the week because you don't get both weekends, do you? For that, no, it's no. one weekend per. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yes. a, it's a le- one less day. Yeah, yeah. So that one of awesome. these, I just want to leave you you both with this this one tweet about it. It's like, wait, do you mean to tell me that seven hundred dollars for an Instagram photo shoot with some music on the side and no cell service isn't even worth it anymore? Yeah. yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, it's worth it if you have like Beyonce, but like not fucking. I, I liked Doja Cat when we saw her, but I was I gonna say I did. I had the same thought. I like Doja Cat, but like this isn't the Doja Cat Arena. To... And then once again, like I think like the the inaccessible location of it is like yeah. I think Jackson it's brought it up. Thing. I think it's a huge fucking factor, right? Because once again, if I can for two twenty five and twenty five minutes get to Grant Park and see Doja Cat, well, that's one thing. You know, like, yeah. Say, other... Even if you live in California, this is a tough community. Yeah, there's you not. Just yeah, it's not go. accessible to. Yeah, it's not around people. You know. The other thing that's that, that's a problem is like the venue's inaccessible, but the people they've picked as headliners for the for the most part, the people who people are going to care about on this list are too accessible. The people who've been touring already, so you yeah. get that effect of like, oh, that's well, you totally probably would have if you yeah, live in LA an and you're going. Event. Right. Yeah, you probably would have seen them at the forum or something. Like I was about yeah. to say, Lil Tyler Uzi. Creator, Lil Uzi Vert, Peso Doja Puma, Cat. Doja Cat, J Balvin. I mean, right there. I mean, they've Lana Del Rey. I don't know, but Lana Del Rey's been seen touring, all actually. these yeah. artists in yeah. the past couple of years. Lana Del Rey definitely less than the others, but yeah, I don't. 
I think Lana Del Rey is a big get, but I don't think it's. Yeah. I don't think it's, you know, Frank Ocean. You also, know. Lil Yachty. Who then I mean, fucking yeah. blew it. Yeah. Looking at the rest of this lineup, I mean, there's some, there's some cool names in here, like like Blur, Gasafelstein, Sublime, yeah. Dom Dalla. Don Batiste is going to be there, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's but cool. again, $700 is like, come on, guys. I did take time out to actually go because when you brought it up earlier, I, I pulled up the lineup as well. I like to just see smaller artists because I want to know what I'm going to be doing while I'm preparing for the night event. And yeah. like there, there was, there was Nav, Nav. That, that was it. There was no one else I wanted to see. If I'm being honest, I don't yeah. want to see Destroy Lonely. I don't want to see Ken Carson. Like, I don't know anyone else I would want to see. I would see Ken Carson. Skepta's on there. I mean, Kevin Abstract's there, and even I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not Brock I mean, Hampton. It's, <laughs> it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting list. But yeah. but yeah, it's just it's too accessible. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like for for an event that is about exclusivity and like I'm here and you're not. This is not the the lineup. Yeah. Not that we should promote that. Obviously, that that's that's a problem in and of itself. But yeah. you know, but real. Anyway. Yeah, right. And Coachella is either going to turn around or cease to exist. I think that's like one of the few things I enjoy about music festivals is that they're so superfluous to modern life that like if you fuck up, you just die you just go away and you get to not have a business anymore which is how i think more businesses should run (laughs) yeah when you have to have high overhead and then when you have that overhead it just crushes you if you don't you know really stay with it which is the way a lot of things should be yeah true 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 all right should we get on to our first subtopic of the day let's go for it responding to one of our when we did our flowers episode this is one of the guys I gave my flowers to. We should do that again. We should do another flowers do episode that now that we have Jasper here. Yes. Uh, but um, we did an episode where we talked about the content creators that inspired us, and we kind of just gave flowers to everyone. And one of my favorite ones is FD Singifier. I think he makes excellent like cultural breakdowns. I think it's great that he's like started making different types of videos because like his videos are like long essays, right? Like mm-hmm. I recently rewatched the the Drake. I showed Rachel the Drake and the Death of Hip Hop one, which like it's almost it's like a long a, one. It's long, but it's like a movie, right? right? Like when you hear the the backseat freestyle drop, and he's talking about like we were about to place the crown on Drake's head, but then and then you see like Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> this with big the, dramatic. Yeah, it was like oh, of course it was Kendrick Lamar, right? So yeah. I think he's just made some like some of the best videos on the internet and he recently did a great video that I wanted to do a segment on, but I think it just has, I personally have just felt like it hasn't deserved to be the topic more than anything else we were talking about, about white rappers and like the, the positives of Eminem and like Eminem and his impact basically. Right. And as like a spinoff of that, he talked about one of my favorite artists of all time, LP, and he made the claim that LP was the superior white rapper to Eminem. Okay. Jasper <clears throat> is the only other person on this call who had an Eminem face. How did you respond to this video? <laughs> I mean, when he explains it, it makes sense, but I don't, I don't necessarily know that. I don't know. I think the t- the title's a little clickbaity, and I think obviously that's like what you. Yeah, you're that's have to the do point. To... Yeah. Yeah, to, to like survive in the YouTube environment or whatever. But yeah, it's like 
if, for anyone who hasn't watched the video, he he digs into like we'll what the and yeah yeah it's like he digs into like yeah obviously Eminem lyrically blows LP out of the water yeah um in pretty much any era of their careers, but at the same time it's like the net impact that LP has had on music culturally and who he has worked with and provided a platform for and like provided a label for and all that has generally been a net positive thing while a lot of the cultural impact from Eminem fandom has been negative and, and brought people in in like the early 2000s who are frankly undesirable and I don't disagree with any of that I mean I think that everything you said pretty much is valid the way it was presented was a little heavy-handed but yeah I mean that's just the business of YouTube so mm-hmm. yeah I wasn't mad at the take I just personally I'd be curious I don't even know if there's a way to measure but the majority of the people who we talked about who LP kind of platformed and and you know kind of worked with I've never heard of like this is like underground stuff that I'm not familiar with. So I'd be curious to see like what is the true impact of that versus like how many real fans did Eminem bring to the genre, right? Because like that was like my gateway growing up, just like with friends who listened to stuff like that at the time, and then mm-hmm. that evolved into where we are now. Yeah. So I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, not me too kind of thing. Like I'm not one of them, but at the same time, it's like you know. There's a there's a yeah. line, I guess. It's not that black and white. <clears throat> yeah. Purvis is someone who doesn't give a shit about Eminem and probably preferred LPD anyway. Like, <laughs> it, it, oh, yeah, like you probably. It's already funny that you say that, but it, it, it's pretty spot on. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to say like because oh, I, I think there's because my big thing that I want to touch on mm. is I think there's a as positive towards LP's career as this video was. I think there's a massive point he's missing. Okay. So I'm going to set that um, up and then I'm going to let you talk. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, for me, the biggest takeaways, Jasper actually covered it very well. Um, but I just felt like in the context of the video, he makes amazing points. He makes some great points and not that LP is already a, a pretty significant person. And I yeah. feel like he's made a pretty big impact on the culture already. Yeah. So it's not like he had to fight his way up and dig stuff up. Like these are very valid points. They're very based. Like he didn't say anything insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do think he was a bit too aggressive against Eminem. Yeah. Um in like the mindset that certain people that came out of Eminem that do have that negative or yeah, like I mean, yeah, like the, the, yeah, exactly. NF, Hopskin, all these other people who have aggressive lyrics and Run may not this. be exactly. They're rappers, be, but like, um, I think there's a genuine question on if they're like a part of hip hop culture. Exactly. And Versus the struggle like, that they're even rapping about doesn't even, it's, it's just very different. Yeah. Um, But for me personally, because... I don't really care about either one of these people, if I'm being honest. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just know that I'm not in their core fan base. Yeah. So, like, I just, it doesn't hit me as hard. It's very, very difficult for me to compare someone who Eminem is a very clearly a rapper. Yeah. And LP, in my opinion, is a producer more than a rapper. And what he's brought to the table that's really impacted is creating sounds that actually sending a message through rapping so it was hard for me to compare lp who i think of as a producer like yes you're influential he brought up names like denzel curry he brought up names danny um, brown 
Dylan, Danny, Brown Danny Brown is probably the one who exactly. like most picked up right. the torch from LP. Exactly. Yeah. So Besides the, those are impactful sounds. Of. Yeah. Right. He, he also... He, sorry, go ahead. No, oh, yeah. No. I, I was just going to say, he, he does... He made a great sound for a lot of good artists. But at the same time, he even said in the video, like, Eminem brought about like people like J. Cole, like Kendrick, like... Yeah, I, you can't compare those two. That's a fair point. It, it just yeah, no, isn't that's a, close. Yeah, yeah, I think the thing is that like the J. Coles, the Kendricks, I think are significantly downriver from Eminem. We're mm-hmm. much farther downriver than someone like Danny Brown or Denzel Curry is from like LP. Do you know what I mean? That is fair. I agree. Um, yeah. One thing. One thing I just wanted to add on to purpose what you were saying. It's like I I didn't even think about it in that way. But now that I think about it, you know, he has a whole section dedicated to talking about Killer Mike and like kind of jump, like almost jump charging, you know, Killer Mike's career in a sense and like yeah. the, the Run the Jewels project and everything else. But in terms of lyricism, like you mentioned, I realized looking back over like what I have listened to from Run the Jewels, pretty much all the really impactful lyricism that I can recall all comes from Killer Mike. It's Killer Mike. And it's like, it's like LP's verses aren't bad. Like they're, they're, ju- they're just fine. But the, the heavier lyrics, like the things that stay with me tend to be Killer Mike. Yeah, but, I agree with that. And, and Brandon, to your point about being downriver, one thing he didn't address in the video that I thought was really funny is the people who are directly downriver from Eminem, aside from, you know, Kendrick, Cole, whatever, 50 Cent. Like we don't have 50 Cent without, without, I don't know. I feel like I give like yes, I agree, but I feel like that's Dre too. It is, it is, but but it was at at the time at the time Eminem was significantly more popular that's fair. of a figure I, than Dre. I think that's a totally fair like, and I think FD had some. I think FD also had a huge blind spot. Yeah, uh, okay. I think I, I think Fifty Cent, you know, wouldn't have been. And in I think the yeah, I think Eminem. Fifty Cent yeah, yeah. was like a huge blind spot in terms of like who Eminem brought up, right? Mm, I also yeah. would put a whole lot of, way more of that on like Dre than like I would split any credit with LP. And the other thing I will say about LP's like lyricism throughout like Run the Jewels is one, I think Mike has made LP a better rapper. Yeah. So like if you listen to like- Naturally. Run, so I think like when you get to like Run the Jewels 4, they start like pumping, like they start punching a lot evenly. I also think it's like a different style. I think Killer Mike's like very in your face. Totally. And like there are things like I have run the jewels too on my wall, right? It's good cop, bad cop. And like <laughs> Yeah, and like there are like LP's lyrics, like it's I'm still cop, like figuring cop. out like a puzzle box, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. in terms of artists that are like down river, right? From, Griselda. I mean Griselda's another one, yeah, for sure. The thing is that I, I think about Griselda maybe a lot less stylistically, but yeah, I think Griselda is another one they brought up. But yeah, I think I that mean, there's shady a, records. Yeah, yeah. I think there's another artist that's directly downriver from LP from this artist's own mouth that I think mm. very much wins the impact war. And I think that's Mac Miller. I think is Mac, Mac Miller from LP Mac Miller, I, like has talked, I don't know. I'm Mac Miller curious. like was very uh, open about like how like the East coast, like definitive Juck sound, like really influenced him. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm certain that like he's viewed much like FD compares him much more to Eminem. But like, just like when you watch videos where Mac Miller talk about his influences, he never brings up mm. Eminem. He brings up Company Flow and LP a lot. So I think that that's like a and like I also think if you listen to their sounds, go listen to watch the watching movies with the sound off. It's yeah. loud and noisy, like an LP, album, <laughs> right? Like they, 
yeah, I think Mac Miller is like directly downriver from LP. I think besides Danny Brown, I think mm-hmm. he took the sound LP made and ran with it the most. And I think when you include that, I think LP's impact. Because Mac it's Miller, just... Mac Miller has surpassed them both, in my opinion. Like, oh, I was, that like, was going to be my closing like note. Was better, that Mac as Miller like the, was the best, best white rapper? I think Mac <laughs> Miller has surpassed them both. And I yes. think Mac Miller is far more of a result of LP than Eminem. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's like, if we're comparing these two directly, I think that's the kill shot. You know what I mean? I, I agree. In terms, of, in terms of white rapper influence within the culture, LP definitely takes it with that. Mm-hmm. Although there's one thing that I, I, I was thinking about that I kind of want both of your opinion on. Yeah. So we talked about 50 Cent, right? It's like 50 Cent is somewhat to an extent at least the 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 result of eminem popularity and the cult, mm-hmm. culture at the time yeah <clears throat> so you know you get a bit through the 2000s like you get to like 2005 2006 both of them start to wane a little bit in terms of like their their general popularity right and you see 2008 come around and that's when i think it's curtis is released yeah right Curtis is released directly the same day as graduation, right? Yeah, yeah gets blown <clears throat> out of the water. Exactly. And I know that, I don't know how true this is. For me personally, and I think what, especially when I was like growing up, I remember thinking of graduation as being like the turning point for Kanye, where he went from being like somebody who people kind of liked to being like, internationally nationally known and like a super like massive superstar doing yeah. like stadium like sold out stadiums, whatever. So I I'm think, curious. I think like, history has bore that out as accurate. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm curious. Like, I wonder to what extent that like album war of like those two contributed to that kind of rise of like it's almost like the double feature Bar- Barbie Oppenheimer, right? It's like mm-hmm. w- would either of, the, of those films have been as successful if they didn't have a rival to compare to? Yeah. And I'm just wondering, like, not not to say that Fifty Cent then is effect- effectively responsible for Kanye's rise because it would have right. happened regardless. Yeah. But like, I'm curious if it had kind of an impact, and if that does originally flow from like Shady Records and Interscope and Dre and all that other stuff. I don't think it's relevant at all to like this immediate conversation, but no, I do yeah. think you're right. I think I'm you're 100 like, yeah. right that the narrative of like that, like what was going to win, like honestly, go watch the FD Singerfire Drake video. He talks about this exact moment. He did actually talk. He talks about, about this, this yeah. exact moment because like 50 Cent was like the epitome of like the the kayfabe, as he calls it, using the wrestling term, of, like, yeah. the 90s gangster rap, right? Yep. Where you're playing, like, you're playing an authentic character, right? It's authentic, mm-hmm. but it's also not the real you. Think Ice Cube, right? Yeah. 50 Cent was doing yeah. that, too, to an extent. Maybe not as much, you know? Yeah. Maybe somewhere on that gradient between Ice Cube and Tupac, right? And then there was this moment where it was like... And then Kanye was just not that. Kanye was just a weird music nerd who made <laughs> incredible hip hop music. And yeah. then there was a moment where it was like, which is the dominant sound? And it was that release. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I think that narrative you brought up is accurate. I think history has bored out. I actually don't think it's actually all up for debate to be honest yeah. with you, but yeah, yeah no, so the- I totally agree with you. And I think like, oh. you know, like I don't think this is true in business because I'm a filthy socialist. I do think competition generally makes this be- makes people better. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all that to say that in the most abstract downstream <laughs> way possible, Eminem 
helped make Kanye, so maybe that is the greatest influence <laughs> no, in all of this, but that's no. beside the point. Yeah. The, no, 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 the no, further no. down we <laughs> yeah. I know. Exactly. It, it, I think, it, it, I think yeah. the biggest stretch, the biggest stretch you could give Eminem is that his style is like, I think, and you, I don't even think you guys agree with me about this, but I think his style is kind of having a moment again in an artist that's nothing like him. Jid. Like, yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, no, I agree the with that Jid, like, Yes, Jid makes music that's nothing like Eminem's, but like his actual <laughs> rapping style is very yes. similar. Like, so yes. I think that's like the biggest stretch you can give. But even that, like Mac Miller versus Jid, like, is Jid better? Ooh. I don't know this time. Like, <laughs> one other thing, one other thing I do want to say about that is that I think one thing that's really interesting about both of their styles, regardless of subject matter, to me, they both feel very reactionary, right? Because, mm. like, Eminem, his whole style and aesthetic <laughs> and everything was born out of, like, a contempt and a hatred for, like, shallow pop of, like, the 90s and the 2000s. So it was, like, counterculture at the time. Yeah. And I think Jid's style, while, you know, musically, potentially, I think, a little more pleasant to, like, a mainstream listener, I think that his style and his, his cadence and everything about the way he delivers mm-hmm. is really kind of a deliberate juxtaposition to like the mainstream kind trap of like, trap. Yeah. yeah. Cause he's from Atlanta. 100%. Yeah. I think that's true. I think it's less, I think in Eminem, it was a counterculture. It was like, he's like rebelling against something. Mm-hmm. With Jid, I feel, it feels much more like he's just trying to stand out. Right. right. Cause like, yeah. I don't, Jid, I think embraces the trap sound and brings mm-hmm. this kind more of so, for sure. style to it. I don't think he's like, I do, I do not get the sense that Jid at all like resents the trap sound the way that Eminem resented the pop sound. Um, sure, yeah, I mean Eminem made his lyrics about about resenting that, it. About I think that, that was yeah. a big part of it. Yeah. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Right. So, but yeah, Christina no, they Aguilar do have the same... better switch me chairs. No, I definitely agree that like yeah. I think I do think Jid's sound comes as a reaction to the Atlanta trap. I just don't yeah. think like it's a complete counterculture either. But you know, that's where the interesting things lie. But yeah, no, that was it. And like, that's basically my main point is that like, I think Mac Miller has, uh, at, at time of recording, I think has had the better, best career out of any white rapper. Uh, and I think that alone kind of makes, is the best argument for LP against Eminem. Cause like, I need to get through the rest of that discography, man. Yeah, Mac Miller's. Yeah, dude, we talked about this. I was oh, going yeah. through it, and oh, I, I got no. fucking, bur- I got super burned out How? after Mac the, and I have. Oh I my god! The, but the beginning's the hard part. <laughs> the beginning is the hard part. I, I was know, gonna but, say but, you're but, in for the treat. <laughs> so, so I don't mind Blue Slide Park. It's whatever. It's a party album. Blue Slide Park's yeah, it's like fine. I think it's just like kind of immature, but I don't think it's like bad. Yeah, I, I didn't enjoy. I I didn't really enjoy watching movies. What like overall? Oh my god! Well, I have to go back to it. I have to go back to it. Thank you. It, it just to me, at least the last time I listened to it, it just felt like very. I don't know. It felt kind of like formless in a way that I didn't love. Like I like albums that Ooh. have a little more structure. I don't know. I have to go back to it. Well, it's been like a while. here's the thing, though. Like I love, I love fucking uh, that that album so much. But yeah. like that's why I think like criticism like putting like your feelings in the words is so important because like you say it's mm-hmm. formless i don't really have a counter argument against that right like it, it's right yeah like, it's like it's like it's very stream of consciousness in a way that doesn't yeah, feel like no, an album I, yeah. but that's why i like it you know gotcha. i think that's okay. like revolutionary and different 
and I think the musicality around it, and I think the way he like bobs and weaves out of focus, right? And you get like moments like objects in the mirror or yeah. uh, red dot music where it's like, you know, it kind of like, it, it, it's like, um, it's like being high where it's like for a second you're kind of hazy and lost and then you come into focus and almost like a focus that you normally wouldn't have. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, like I can't, I can't knock the formless comment. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then I got, I got through Macadelic and I was just like, man, there's a lot. And then I stopped. So I, do I need like to go Mac- back. And do I like Macadelic, but yeah. I'm you're not ever... bad. At you. Taking a break is healthy. So there's nothing wrong. Yeah. With that. But you're into good AM, which was one of the ones I don't like as much. But I'm good sorry. AM. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. Only some of it. I'm starting. Like I've been in a very big Mac Miller revival right now, and yeah. uh, good AM is starting to grow on me a little bit more. But I love the divine. It's my favorite. Yeah, I <laughs> love the divine feminine. I love swimming. Swimming had to grow on me too. But I've seen some of the videos from swimming, and I liked what I heard on that. Yeah, swimming yeah. is probably my second favorite. Yeah. Do we want to do schools in session this week? Because we have so many topics. We can make it quick. We could make it quick. Yeah, we, we can. Are we going to? Can we get? Can we get like maybe it, thirty seconds on the clock each to like but give like, our if, state our case? But like, what if we get Playboy Cardi again? <laughs> <laughs> then we all know where we stand. Then we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> Not like exactly Playboy Cardi, but another artist A-tier. that is basically Playboy Cardi, like Ken Carson. Choice. I don't think Ken Carson would be hard for us to do. Yeah, Ken Carson is... Okay. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. Okay. Um, This actually won't even be hard, I don't think. Okay, cool. Have we done them before? Um, I just pulled up nine different ones just in case we get a repeat, so I, uh-huh. I think we're good. Okay. Um, The first one, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg, A, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh wait, yeah, A. I was gonna say maybe A minus for that whole stupid smokeless grill thing, but we're good. (laughs) That was good marketing. That was no, it wasn't. It it was bad marketing. The company lost a bunch of money, and their CEO got fired. Yeah. Yikes. I don't know. But it's not Snoop Dogg's fault. It's because the grill's too expensive. (laughs) Yeah, like it's not the advertising's fault. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. No, A. Yeah, not A. Not A plus, but you know. A. Tyler Creator. Oh my God. A minus. B. I go B because I got away his early stuff and like he's got some stinkers. Oh, I, I, I 100% agree. Stuff, though. You got to weigh that. You got to weigh that on it. You can't just omit it. I like Wolf. <laughs> I like Wolf, but I don't like Goblin or Bastard. Yeah, I don't like I Goblin. I really do not like Bastard. Cherry Bomb. I don't like Cherry Bomb. Like you ran out of Boston? B plus. B plus. Yeah, I'm going to go B. I, so, I had to think about how many I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that's what we can okay, tell. We'll average, we'll average out of B plus. That's fine. Yep. Okay. Let me just throw this in there super quickly. Yeah. Okay. Um. Next. Did we do Big Sean? We did do Big Sean, didn't we? Yeah, we did Lock Sean. Um, Ty Dollar Sign. Ty Dollar Sign. Um, B minus. B minus. I really enjoy hearing him on a feature a lot of times. I think he has a very pleasant voice. But, like, I've never heard anything really of substance from him. Right? Like, if Party Next Door is Die the Weekend 
then I feel like he's almost die at party next door. <laughs> right. Um. What did you say, Jasper? I say a C plus. Yeah, I go B minus. I'm I'm kind of feeling a C plus to be honest. Okay. Or a C. <laughs> you know, what, I'll okay. go. Let's go C plus. Let's go C plus as like our collective. I, I'll do that. Yeah, I mean, so a lot of his solo stuff just I think is pretty whack. And yeah. also, he's working with Kanye right now on Vultures, which is, I think also, is also pretty whack. Yeah, so. that's also, definitely also agree. true. Definitely Great agree. point. All right, um, Machine Gun Kelly. Ooh, as a, as a rapper, hold on, as a rapper, as or a like, rapper, does that also does that I also mean, include the current career, which is we like did say career revival bullshit. Everything we've been doing, I'm counting we've all music. Career. I'm counting all music, and just for the disappointment of it, because I do have a soft spot for MGK's early stuff. Me too. Right. That's what yeah, that's but what I was other, asking. But the other thing is that like MGK fell off in quality long before he switched genres. I agree. I agree. You know, like his first yeah. mixtape was good, his first album was good. He had one other mixtape that was like pretty good, and then everything else was ass. Right? Yeah. So yeah. uh yeah. I gotta go. And like just like the wasted potential of it all. Like I I'm giving him a Playboy Cardi. I'm going D. Like Okay, I would give him a D overall. Yeah. I if if it were just like if I could rate what I wanted to, like I would give Lace Up like a B minus. I think that's a pretty yeah. I would give I, I would give the Lace Up mixtape like a B plus, and like the mix up the Lace Up album like a B one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, with everything else, and I mean his Hot Ones entertain performance is entertaining, but that's about it. I would give him an F, so clearly <laughs> like, uh, yeah. there's nothing I'm listening to from, from uh, Machine Gun Kelly. So D is totally fine. Um, and then I'm surprised it, it took a D this minus. long. Yeah. Um, the last one we have is an easy one, I think. Kendrick Lamar. I knew it was going to be Kendrick Lamar. It's clearly the opposite of MGK. A plus. I A plus. Honestly, he's done nothing wrong. He's done nothing wrong. There's not a one thing I can say that I'm upset about from no. Kendrick. It's one of the tread lightly. especially for our generation, tread he is lightly. an A plus. This might be a sticking point. Oh boy. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Oh no. Jasper, <laughs> let's hear it. Let's hear it. Why do you look at me like that? Um I'd say minus. I mean, I okay. I think I think I think the career the career obviously like the discography speaks for itself. That's it. Um I don't know. some the, things the, I know you don't like. Yeah, I mean I, I have the whole sticking point over fan interaction with him, which I, I also I try to hold Kid Cudi accountable for, although it, it manifests in a very different way. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, just like negative interactions with like everyday people and like maybe not using your platform in the healthiest way to like communicate things to those people if you are not happy with something that they've done. And it's come up a couple of times. But Can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah, like the the girl he brought on stage at his concert to sing with him. Oh, and yeah, she, she was like rapping along and she rapped the verse correctly and said the N-word, which... In hindsight, obviously not good, but this was like a, a good while ago before it was like, not before it was like not cool to the say. The 1800s? Yeah, shut up. <laughs> but like, but it was like, it was not something before that. there is progressive <clears throat> movements where it, it, you don't it, say like the F word out in public. <laughs> no, no, no. It was something that I think that, I think that at the time, more people, regardless of, of the color of your skin or your background, were like more on the fence about as like, 
this word shouldn't have any power over people, so it shouldn't matter, and, like, say what you want, yada yada, all that stupid stuff. Anyway, she said it, not to say that that was the right thing to do, but he, like, stopped the show and, like, mm. critiqued her on stage in front of all these people. But, like, as opposed to, but like, like, the guy made to Pimp a Butterfly, and a, a white person came on stage and said the N-word. But he picked a white person out of the crowd to sing it, I, okay. like, to do the whole thing. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, I, so, like... But, no, but, like, I want to... Uh, yeah. Okay, and... Like, what would I, be I the appropriate risk? Yeah, like what would if, be? If, if so, if I mean, if if I were him as as an artist, like not to say that I would make the right choice, but like I would either pick somebody who can sing the full thing with no problem, or I would maybe just not not stop the show to like chastise somebody because I think that's mm. just like that's just not a a good experience for anybody out can I, there personally can, can i ask you like an honest question a just genuinely sure. honest yeah. question yeah you, do you not think that it might be a safe assumption that if someone is so close to kendrick lamar on stage that he's with an eyeline of them that mm. that person might be aware enough to know that he might not react well to a white person using the n-word no, I I hundred percent agree. Like that that's my that's my thing though. Is that I'm like, not saying think, that yeah. it was a good thing to do. Obviously, it mm -hmm. wasn't. But I just I don't think that the reaction and like being somebody with, you know, such intense pull in terms of media and in terms yeah. of focus from the public, like if you need to direct all of your energy at one person about something that that you don't like, I think that that's just like. I think that's just not not a good look. But it's not like he tarred and feathered her. He was just like, hey. No, but the crowd, the crowd, no, no, because after he after he did that, the crowd was pretty much ready to do that. So he like kind of people started kind of. I don't know. I think that's kind of like it's tough. No, well, that's one example. There's other examples of like like somebody criticized his outfit online. He goes after people online. He's gone after people online before. Shit like that. It's just it's. I don't think it's a good look. And like it's it's whatever. It it doesn't take away from his discography or like all the incredible shit yeah. that he's done. But mm -hmm. at the same time, it's just a sticking point for me because it's like, if you are, oh, and this actually ties back to, this kind of ties back to that post that we, we you, you shared, Purvis, about that guy being asked, like, what's the number one problem in rap right now? And it's like rappers oh, yeah. versus MCs. And Kendrick was like one of my examples for this. Yeah. yeah, this ties into that too, where it's like, if you have all this messaging about... And I'm going to screw this up because I don't have it. This is just like off the top of my head. If you have all this messaging about like, I don't want to say like understanding necessarily, but like about growth and humility and like being, I guess, your best self in a lot of senses throughout his, throughout his like discography. That's like kind of a theme that I pick up personally. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think to not try and maybe, maybe he's not, not that he's not trying, but to really have moments in your career or like public moments in general that really deviate from that path, at least to, in terms of like my view, I think it's just kind of like, it's weird. It's not, it's not disingenuous. It doesn't feel like that. It's just like a moment of like, it's like a disconnect. It's like a, like disharmony, I guess is the way to put it. It's just like, something's not right about that. I don't know what it is. It just feels off. Like that's like, it's a, it deviates from the brand. Sure. You know? But that's an Here's opinion. Thing. Here's I know, thing. but that's I, what I'm saying. That's yeah, why my opinion is that it's yeah, a yeah. minus. I would put it this way, at least in terms of this example. Yeah. Coming from a black person, I, I do agree. He should never even caught her up there. Yeah. I, I understand I, that. I wouldn't but, have gone up there, bro. Like, what the fuck? Like, what say, if I'm nervous and look, I say something wrong? Yeah. I, I completely agree. He shouldn't have caught her up there. But this is a very minor sacrifice for a much bigger deal. She will I be agree. okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, yeah. Him teaching, but, but have... making her a lesson, it, she will be okay. She, nothing changed in her life. She didn't no. lose her yeah. job. Yeah. No one beat her up at the concert. Yeah. I... She just got made an example. And it's, it's okay. that You're yeah. going to be made yeah. an example sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be the main character. You're going to be the main character. Sometimes you're going to be the main character and it's going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you'll be okay. I think my big thing is that, like, I think like if he hadn't handled the moment the way he did, which like it would be much worse. I felt like it would be way more inauthentic, right? That's the fair. guy that's, made no, lacquer the berry, you know. Like I don't think. <laughs> Imagine know, him like, backing down like, to this again, random. Like, he's not like girl. it's not like he started like cussing at her or anything, you know. It's not like he was like you know. He yeah, was, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, you stopped the show because like I, I don't know. I think it's wild that like there's any kind of, I uh, like. I don't know. I feel like no, once, I, once I like a white person, like, and I don't know. I just like my thing. It's like once like a white person says the N word, I think like all bets are off. I already know. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah I, 100%. There, but I, I can just think about, and I know it's obviously not the same thing, but like there have definitely been times in my life personally where I've encountered slurs of a specific type levied mm. at people like me, and I've definitely like turned the other cheek. For the sake of just like it not being a thing and like not like the greater good and like the context of who that person was and what the moment was and like again obviously it's not the same there's a different severity to different things yeah but you know when you experience it y you have a moment to choose your like you get to make that choice as the person on the, on the receiving end and i think it's just like how you handle that that kind of defines you know not who you are, but like what what you as a as a person are are capable of be are capable of rising above. That's how I would put yeah. it. I don't know. I don't know. I think like I think like my ultimate thing is that I felt like he did rise above in that moment by doing that. Yeah, by like yeah. by like not like I felt like not rising above would have been like cursing her out. You know, yeah, true. Her off stage. Yeah. I think that would have been not rising above. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that was our last one. Yes. I think we're, we're coming down in an A A plus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. But okay. All right. Moving on because this is a long episode. Long we, episode. <laughs> let's get into some of our topics. The first half that we wanted to talk. Well, it's going to be less than a half. But yeah. First thing we wanted to talk about. We went to go see Mick Jenkins. Yeah. Um, on the tour for very, the patients. Very exciting. Yes. Yeah. No. And hype. <laughs> and here's the thing. It was a incredibly good concert that was just very meat and potatoes it was very <laughs> there's a guy with a laptop playing the beat which is fine which is totally fine in this yes, context and it was like this is well i think there's something to be said about this being the exact kind of artist where i want to hear the beat from the album you mm -hmm. know at least for me personally uh and yeah i thought it was an incredible set list i thought his energy was fantastic he did 2004 <laughs> twice I was like, do it eleven times. Like, this is my theme. It is my theme. It is the other theme. Like, this it is, is the theme. other yeah. theme. Last year. Two thousand and theme. Yeah, I'm speeding for more. <laughs> like, do it twelve Imagine times. He did Dude, it. I, but he did it twice. It was awesome. Like, that actually was like that was the. I I'm not gonna lie. I did miss most of the concert for other reasons, but. That I did get to see 2004 from the VIP section in the back, and like the crowd was going insane. That dude, was I like the peak it. of the concert. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and like I do think so, yeah. it's very impressive. Like I, his performance of Roy G. Biv was, mm -hmm. 
honestly like one of the cooler things I've seen in a long time because it's a very lyrically complex song where you have to hit everything or just falls apart and it was awesome so yeah no I just I gotta keep it real we saw it at the House of Blues didn't love the venue it was a very huge it was not the best crowd for it that was the first venue I actually did not like the venue I'm not gonna lie I don't want to go back to the House of Blues yeah the workers were annoying the space and area was annoying the drinks area was annoying it was very get, poorly structured we got down there i mean we got in pretty fast considering that we got down there pretty late but mm-hmm. like it was like impossible to find a good seat like there was very like, like yeah <laughs> there were guards on every corner that like watched your every move yeah it no was, it was yeah, constant it was um the the one big positive I will say is the acoustics. I think it sounded great. I, I it wasn't no, too loud. Yeah, no, it, I think one hundred percent wasn't too loud. I think acoustically it was fantastic. That is a compliment I'm happy to give the venue. But right. yeah, no. So I thought it was great. I thought it was a fun time. Uh, I thought it was super cool to get something that was just like very traditional hip hop. Yes, for sure. A very different from our Travis Scott album concert. Yeah, very different. And the Toby opener. That was my first time hearing Toby. We yeah, no, well it was very fun. Opinion. It was very good listening to Toby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that, that was a concert. I would go see him again if he ever tours. I'm here yeah. for the vibes. No, it was fantastic. The only thing is that, like, you know, it was a very meat and potatoes performance. Mm-hmm. It was a very, like, he got on stage, he did it. You know, I wish there was maybe a little bit more artistry to it, but like, it's the house of blues, right? Like this was not a very conducive <laughs> venue for it. You know what I mean? There's no smoke. There's no fire. You there's know, no it, lights. There's it's him up there chilling. It's there's like, a house and there are blues. Yeah. yeah that's, like, it. that's literally, it's comparable to the cubby bear in Wrigley, you yeah, know, totally. like, and, and at least the cubby bear is like nine dollars to get it. Like, <laughs> like you yes. know, and like so yeah, I just did not have a great time like there, but like as far as like the concert, like the creative thing I'm there to see, it was fantastic, right? And oh. mm-hmm. uh I was so happy to see Mick. He has excellent stage performance. He did. I just drink you know, more water. <laughs> just yeah. very very yeah. nice touch. I love also- and I also think excellent set list. Yes, yeah, it was a very good set list. I yeah, agree. we got to hear Scotty Pippen live. That was that was, nice. that was, was nice. I was thinking about it. <laughs> it's such a good song, honestly. It's so good. I, and I'm not gonna lie, I was in the VIP area. I saw your hat. You're wearing the same hat, actually. Now that you mentioned That's why I wear I this saw hat. Your it hat. <laughs> and when 2004 came on, I was just like, man, I could scream this at you right now, but I'm on the other side of the mm-hmm. room. <laughs> But yeah. um, no, it dope, was... dope, and I wish he had merch. That's my uh, yeah. That's the say. other thing is that I wish he had merch. Did he not have any merch? He, he said he's like said... he's like y'all asking for merch. We ain't got it, <laughs> right? We, but he stayed after the sign stuff. So I mean, that's cool. But that's like, what am cool. I signing? There's he's nothing very that... much like a look, <laughs> look. When I talk about like the disappearing working class musician, I'm talking about people like Mick Jenkins, yes. right? Like this guy probably has a house like us, and like <laughs> yes puts out incredible fucking music and this is the kind of shows you get from those kind of people and you know what like i all things considered i thought it was a great time 
I just wish it was at the Metro. <laughs> yes, yeah. that would have been much better. I saw the video on Instagram. He posted on his Instagram like the day after. And like, even from an aerial view, it was like, this doesn't even look enjoyable. Like it just was completely crammed. It was not yeah. ideal. So yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Any closing notes on the concert? I think we're good. No, I thought it was I'm fantastic. Just... I would definitely be down to see Mick Jenkins again if the venue and you know time is right, especially if he puts out another project as good as the last one, last two. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's basically my thing. I am just not necessarily super looking forward to going back to the House of Blues. I'm going back in June, and it's on a Saturday. What made this what made this at least convenient going this time was that this was on a Friday. So it was like you just kind of, you know, you know, walk over after work, that kind of thing. Well, you can bum with Andrew. Get a yeah, which is <laughs> true. Yeah, I'll probably have to do that. Um, but yeah, going down there on a Saturday, it's just like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, all the cars having to be ving- uh, valet. Jeez. Okay, I won't keep going on. I'm sorry. I yeah. just realized I really don't like the House of Blues. Yeah. Um, but moving on, uh, we spoke on this around Halloween. But we are doing the Year of Doom. Uh, all of us have been talking about wanting to go back to listen to MF Doom's discography. Um, I know we are all at very, very different levels in terms of how much we heard and how much we know about MF Doom. And here we are. We are finally here for the first episode. We are doing his, his first, first release. project, Doomsday. Right. Yes. Doomsday. Operation Doomsday. Um, and... To my understanding, when this was released, this was very early in his career where this was his low-key phase. This is literally yeah, underground is, rap. <laughs> I mean, like... So, yeah. Doom is like this... I, I, he's like this extraordinary figure, like, looking back on it now, like, with all these years of lore and shenanigans. But, yes. you know, at this point, he was still, like, barely noticed, even at the time. That I do know at least, because essentially what I wanted to do while listening to this, because we're diving into his discography, I will let you guys know for future episodes, two of my cousins have already said they really want to come on, (laughs) and then another mutual friend said they want to come on. I don't know if we'll have all these people, but eventually I do want them to come on and like to give a full backstory, because I'm very limited in my knowledge. I know he had a rap group with his brothers called KMD. I know somebody (laughs) passed away. And then his brother, got, his brother got shot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know so, a ton of the Doom lore. Like I've right. I've listened to all these projects before, right? Mm-hmm. I've I've done the Doom dive like about ten years ago. It okay. just didn't stick at the time. I just was not into, you know, I was very into like Mac Miller and Kid Cudi and like the new sound, and it was I was not like feeling it. But I did listen to everything, and like the only one that really stuck with me was Mad Villainy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I mean, Jasper, I feel like you might know a lot about the backstory then. Yeah. You yeah, know, like a, the history. A good a good number of people, and by a good number I mean like three people who were either like close friends at one point or like my brother also very into MF Doom. Um mm. Yeah, like I know that the the backstory is like his brother got killed and then he basically like had a breakdown and was like borderline homeless and stuff like late 90s and then he kind of got it back together and the doom persona was like exacting revenge 
Yeah, and it was okay. like re- revenge not only for his brother but like against like an unfair world was like at least the way I understood it when it was told to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I started like being exposed to and kind of listening to some of his mm-hmm. stuff probably like 2016, 2017. That was like when I started really getting like more more info on it. Like I had always known like the Gladiator mask and like the the iconography behind it but never really got into the music before that. Mm-hmm. Um I will say in terms of projects of his three that I consider to be like the main projects, this one is my least favorite. I think it's just like earlier in the career and it's not nearly as crystallized or like the, the, the not everything is in place formula wise for like what I think is like a, what makes an MF Doom album. Mm. But it's, it, I mean, for what it is, it's excellent and it's just, it's expansive. Which it's is a very cool. good introduction to the sound and like yeah. the comic book fan in me coming back to this, <laughs> like obviously loves like his take on the doom character right like it worked a, very it's well. so well yeah. right yeah. uh to the point now where like there's like a tiktok trend where people are talking about what's the mf doom song they should play when they introduce dr doom into the mcu mm-hmm. uh i think it should be hey. sense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah no i uh this was like, yeah, and this was my impression the first time I listened to uh, Doom's discography. But, yeah, it's like a rough and tumble kind of, like, debut project. I mean, yeah, this is going to be a stretch. It reminds me a lot of Owl Feral more than anything else, right? And, like, it's just a very raw encapsulation of the sound. Yeah, those sounds are radically different, but, like, the context mm. in which they're presented. You yeah, know? I can see that. And the other thing is that, like, I also think... You know, as a delineator from like someone like Chance or The Weeknd, who kind of appear with like a fully formed sound. You know what I mean? Um, I wouldn't say Chance appeared with a fully formed sound, but but I see what you mean. Yeah, I mean, I think Ten Day has like a sound. I think it's a different sound than Acid Rap, but I think it's fully, yeah. I don't think it's as like it's not up. as different. I don't think it's as suspended by tropes of the region the same way Owl Farrell and Doomsday are. You know what I mean? That's that's what I mean, yeah. 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 Um, And once again, that is not an overall delineator of quality, right? This is just like, you know, I think like how innovative, like all of these, you know, clearly very innovative artists are. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so... I mean, it was it was a time of MCs, man. It was a time when like people actually like gave a shit about rapping, which like you know, it's the writer in me, but like that that's kind of the thing I fell in love with. Obviously, like I love the musicality of it. Kanye West is forever going to be my first favorite rapper, and probably you know we'll see how his legacy ages now. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, like as someone who this is like the main appeal for the entire genre for me it, it it's it's refreshing and even if it is like not fully developed it's made of the stuff i like yeah that is true i feel like uh even paying focus to like his writing and his lyricism it's one of the core foundations of the genre and that's why we like love it so much so like when i was entering this album just in general I had to keep reminding myself that like this came out when I was three, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I, I was, was really a baby. Yeah, I was sick, you know. <laughs> so like, like, what I'm listening to is just gonna be entirely different from what I'm like used to right now. It, it's completely different, and 
I had to take several breaks to be like, this is a time where like MCs were a thing, like, and people celebrated being an MC or people celebrated it, even though it's, he's not a, um, he a wasn't like battle. a big, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't some like rap battle person, but like, it's in the same vein where like people literally went to rap shows to like see stuff like this. Um, and there's so much like mystery behind him and what he is. When I pulled up the lyrics, it suddenly hit me why this is everyone's favorite rapper. Like this is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Yep. <laughs> because yeah. the words and lyrics and just stuff he throws together it's, it's was insane. ridiculous. It's insane. It, yeah, it's, it's aggressive. <laughs> yeah, it is aggressively creative. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's insane. And I also think like it's fully formed within the concept, the doom concept. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, you know. I'm very excited for this runaround with MF Doom because I think Griselda Brandon is gonna like MF Doom a lot more than Good Music Brandon did. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. This is true. I'm I'm excited to revisit Mad Villainy. That's like I'm, that's the one the I'm very. I have to have it on my wall before we get to it. I have it <laughs> yes, there. Yes. I just haven't hung it up yet. Like I have a soft spot for Mm Food. Just because I of... think we should need we need to do Mm Food too. Yeah, I, I mean, think that's, that's one, one of the four, right? That's, yeah. Or four, I guess, yeah. Yeah. That's like, that one's a little more whimsical, but yeah. it's got a, that's like when I started getting into them in like 2017, that's like, I kind of gravitated to those sounds a little more, but I want to go back because I know that Mad Villainy, from a critical standpoint, is probably a top 10 hip hop album for the entire culture. Not like yeah. in my yeah. top 10 necessarily, but just in general. It's like, 100%. It's definitely up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Mad Villainy is, you know, a pinnacle. But like you know, you don't you don't get there without coming here first, right? Hundred percent, absolutely. You know, you never get. You know, so I've heard. I mean, I've heard Mad Villainy. I mean, probably still more times I've heard Doomsday, and I listened to it four or five times this week. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but like you know, it's still. I feel like now that I'm going to approach it with this critical lens, I feel like I'm really happy to have. To get this full context of like what the Doom started off as, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I do think it's a rough album. I think, even by the standards at the time, I think there's a lot of skits. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that first skit goes a little hard uh, and is a bit much. Uh, I think the rest of them, though, I'm for more, more or less completely fuck with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's just. I think there are some weak points in just that, like, one, it's a lot of the same thing. And I think that's a standard that even at the time, I think, was valid. And Mm -hmm. I think there's a bit too many skits. But beyond that, I thought this was an excellent album. Yeah, it is very, very rough in its structure in terms of, like, I think we mentioned already, but it's so broken down where it it almost feels like a mixtape to me. It, I don't know if I want to say mixtape, but it's the closest thing that I can refer or like compare it to, I should say. Because um, yeah. if I'm looking at it on Spotify, the sound is structured. And I have a, a general idea of the theme that he comes across with and he does it very well, but it's all over the place. And like, if you even just, I know numbers don't mean everything, but if you even look at how people listen to the album and break it down, yeah. It's literally like all over the place. It, it's very sporadic. No, it, it's an album that like <clears throat> people seem to listen to all the way through. <laughs> like... Right, right. And then if you look at disc two, which 
I could be mistaken, but it seems like this might be a vinyl version. Yeah, this like is like the collectors. Extras. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so like that, the same thing. What you just said, where they listen all the way through, all of them are within one or two yeah. million, and that's just like on Spotify. Um, so it, it was just, it was really dope getting into it. But I realized this is not something I sit down and just casually listen to. When I first pressed play, I was trying to like multitask and do overtime at work, and I completely stopped the music because I was like, I. It's too can't much. Keep up. Like, yeah. I can't. Yeah, it's something you gotta to do, do passively. <laughs> Can you yes. imagine trying to do a repetitive task and getting into a flow state and then tick tick comes on? Just dude, no. I'm gonna get it's into over. That. I'm, I'm I, gonna I get into that. <laughs> I was listening to that song. I, so I went to a friend's house this weekend and I was driving over there. And I, that song came on again, and I had to slow down driving. It was like turn the radio off. I can't see. Yeah. It was like that that level. Literally, of like, yeah. bro. Imagine trying to keep a steady like yeah cadence over that, and like the, just that the skill that's me. required. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's, it's unsettling. <laughs> it is, but that's that is a great, great that's how so he does cool, it though. though. Yeah, it's really that's why he's the he did it that's in his why, own way. That's why he's the mad villain. <laughs> I, think, okay. I think i remember hearing in an interview that he, this he is tyler's the creator's favorite rapper actually yeah yeah i mean it makes sense your favorite rapper's favorite rapper yeah, yeah that's the whole thing. Is, he is a ton of rappers favorite yeah. rapper to yeah be i think he was lp's favorite rapper until he met mike and then he was like mike's my favorite rapper like yeah yeah and I mean, the job. He, he, this is like Remember when I gave you that speech about Future being like the king of trap? This yeah. is the king of underground, in my opinion. Like, yeah, no, he, he is, is. He's what? <laughs> yeah, no, he is. I don't know about the king because his rise came so much. He's like the god. He's like a mythological <laughs> figure of the underground. You know what I mean? He's almost like an urban legend. Like, have you guys ever heard about the Doombots? Yeah. yeah. What's about, the guy to a non-believer, though? <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if necessarily underground is the right term. Even I think I think of him as just being like the ultimate rhyme scheme architect. Okay. Like like nobody has any kind of any kind of flows or verses that have any level of. No, nothing holds a candle to this. No, like yeah, you, he's you, he's a yeah. You have you ever seen those video breakdowns where it's like it'll, yeah. it'll like run it out and it'll highlight the words? <clears throat> you can't do that with this. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You can't. Well, people have, and it's unbelievable. It would be the entire it's song the, would the just entire be song. color coded. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> yeah, no. every like, yeah, word. Like, in Nobody terms of, does like, that. Rhyme yeah. scheme complications. There's none. J Cole, Kendrick Lamar, none of them. No. Get it's not close. Which is even, even crazy to say. Yeah. Like. Right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I I do think. Like, I don't think, I think that's, like, a very good perspective because, like, that is the thing that he is just goaded, like, undeniably goaded at. Oh. But I do think he is, like, the quintessential underground artist because, mm-hmm. like, about as many people heard this, like, this album the week it came out that is, like, is going to hear this episode of the podcast, right? Sure. Like, it was it was quiet at the time. And now it's at the point where he's Tyler's favorite rapper. He's Drake's favorite rapper, allegedly. He's LP. You have to make it there. Yeah. Right. You have to you have to ascend that, right? Like this album wasn't like discovered. And it really wasn't until stuff started getting featured on Adult Swim, you know? Yeah. And then like he was really lionized after his passing, right? So you know, and obviously deservedly so because he had the discography. It's just that people didn't notice it. It's very similar to like there's a very famous book. 
called The Confederacy of Dunces. That is like a very funny, it's like supposed to be the funniest literary novel of all time, right? And it was published 10 years after the author committed suicide. <laughs> you know, Jeez. like, yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's like that. Purpose, I totally forgot to tell you about this. What's a up? little while back, a coworker of ours, Jenna, texted me and she was yep. like, she was like, all right, Jasper, I have a question for you. I have to know because I just don't get it. What's the deal with MF Doom? Why do people like it? What's the deal? <laughs> and I said, nobody ever did or has ever done rhyme scheme like yeah. that yeah, before 100%. or since. And then I sent her one of those lyric breakdown videos and she watched it. <laughs> and I got a text five minutes later. I get it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it makes sense. I get it now. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's rhyming the entire verse. It's yeah. not like, it is literally every word. And which it's is like two scary. to three, it's like two to three rhymes per line. Dude, it's insane. All sync up. It's in, unbelievable. I, think I feel what, like he just had a, like, I'm sorry. I didn't it, mean to cut it's you off. Shade, <laughs> and I think what's it's just like a book open door. What I think is interesting about this, I think when you say, like, when Jasper says, like, oh, uh, this is probably just not what I would consider, like, an MF Dune album. I'm willing to bet this is the thing that changes. But I felt like this worked on, like, a like a very high and a very dense level, right? Because, like, when I was listening to it, like, I've listened to it, like, four or five times. But one of the times I was listening to it, I was in this room. And I was just playing Halo and listening to the album, right? And, like, Rachel was drawing, and she was just sitting right here, right? So she's not paying attention to it at all. She, I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to, like, basically homework. And she's just like, oh, my God, I think this is a great vibe. And it's just like, you know, she's just listening to the music on this very surface level. And mm -hmm. I think, like, there is, like, a strong aesthetic and a strong vibe to it. And I think it works on that level. And I think it works on the... I have to stop my car and think about all the levels of rhyme yeah. scheme to this. It's not like a Kendrick Lamar song where it's just like this, a powerful message is delivered to you. It's like, no, you can either nod your head or you can read the tracks, but that's all you're going to get. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, over time, I like that you brought that up over time. I've kind of started to, I don't want to say rely on, but definitely like, use that or think about that as a metric for what makes like good rap from the perspective of like obviously lyrical cons lyrical consistency or density but also just like in keeping with the time and the flow of the music i have a, a friend who has auditory processing issues and bounced bounces off of pretty much anything hip-hop but then when we started hanging out more i said look don't think about the voice as like you having to pick out every single little thing and in and understand it and analyze it on the first listen let it kind of run over you like it is a, an instrument within the mix yeah and 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 see if that becomes like an easier listening process for you and it did yeah. and yeah. and since then they've gotten a little more into like potentially listening to lyrics or picking things out but it's like mf doom is like i think very much the not the beginning but like definitely like one of the artists who you can most easily like start out and just let it wash over you and have a good experience 100%, yeah and then really drill down and like on the hundredth listen something new stands out to you again it's like over and over and over again and yeah. you're going to keep agree. finding yeah. stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah and like i'm sure that like as you as we dive deeper into his discography deeper and deeper and deeper i'm sure there's more stuff in the middle with the messaging that like i think it's more compelling right yeah um and like that's fine for a first album i'm okay like just getting those layers honestly that's all I really need. 
to keep it real. And he like, did it very on well. On a first album, so. <laughs> give me give me a good vibe, something I can nod my head to, and then something I can sink my teeth into. It doesn't have to be everything. It can be just one thing. It can be something like this that doesn't have like a lot of like substantive messaging, but the rhyme scheme is fucking crazy, right? Mm-hmm. That's fine, you know. I'll give you real at this level. I think that's gonna that can carry your career, you know. You don't have to wrap it in a concept like Pusha T does, or wrap it in like layers and layers of style like Lil Wayne does, right? You can just mm-hmm. like have it be at this level, but it's got to work at those two levels, and I think he accomplishes that. Yeah. What were I some agree. of you guys' uh, favorite tracks? I mean, the opener, do- Operation Doomsday is just like yeah, yeah, certified Doomsday. classic. Yeah, Doomsday is a classic. Is a big one. You, you Rhymes get... like dimes is a big one. Rhymes like dimes is incredible. I think my underrated favorite on here is Hey. Hey, is hey, a really good. good one. Hey and Operation Greenback. I, if this like little sequence uh, between the Doom Are You Awake and the Mystery of Doom sketch. I think it's my yeah. favorite part of the album. The, the MIT Operation Greenbacks and Hey. Hey mm-hmm. was like, I listened to that while I was walking home in like the foggy night. And I was like scheming, going back to my lair, going to be a <laughs> villain. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what do you <laughs> both think of uh, Red and Gold? I liked Red and Gold. Red and Gold, I thought, I, stood mm-hmm. out to me. I think that one's interesting because like it, I think, definitely has or caters to more of like what is the traditional hip-hop sound at the time you've got kind of like the female r&b-esque vocals over like yeah live uh, drums uh, as well yeah it, it almost had like it almost reminded me of like mid-90s tupac in like the structuring mm-hmm. that's fair oh, yeah I, li- I like that one yeah tick tick is unsettling but it, it's good it's, it's a good song it's like a car accident like you you know it's like it's nauseating but you can't help but like look at it you know it's like damn like i don't love the way this sounds up front but just hearing the way things come together when you don't expect them to is insane yeah that is a great way to put it that is a car accident (laughs) of a song yeah Yeah. is a car accident because like it it was tough i've listened to this maybe two or three times and it it will every time it's just such a break in the album where I'm like, God. It just goes, <laughs> yeah, when it does the climb. Let me prepare oh. myself. And I'm like, bruh. Wild. But overall, uh, amazing talent. I, I decided to pull up the lyrics and like, it's just, it's just a lot. It's I, a I'm design. interested to see. <laughs> Purvis, I, I, this is exactly the opposite of when you pulled up the lyrics to Around the World on our Daft Punk <laughs> episode. <laughs> Direct opposite end of the spectrum. Around the world times Amazing. a thousand. It's like what? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it's just a lot to take in, and I would be excited to see. Brandy, you kind of hinted at it earlier, and I was going to build off of it, but like I want to see what would be a concept album for him. Of course, later down the road, where like he could talk about I don't know his brother's death. He could talk about the industry. Yeah. He could talk about anything that's going on in the late nineties, early two thousands. I mean I think we're gonna cover get... a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the other thing is that like I would just like him to have like just something to wrap it in. Like I'm willing to bet, like believe it or not, I'm willing to bet we get to mm, food, which is an album I've listened to very little, even though I know it's like lauded. You know, mm-hmm. it seems I, I I recall mm, food having like a pretty strong concept and like, I know like you, you talk about struggle, losing his brother. Like that's where you want to go with a concept. Right. But think about something as culturally risk as culturally rich of a topic as food. I don't think there's anything, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> as 
universal, you know? So I think we're going to see that. And like, I'm personally, like, even though I think the production on here is very good, I'm very excited to see the, uh, like how he compares with different producers. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I know we're definitely going to be doing mad villainy. Uh, but I, I've actually heard the Scarface album already. Which one? Oh, I, the Zarface versus Metal Face? The Zarface, yeah. I actually listen to that like by myself. <laughs> yeah. I think he has one with West Side Gun too. Oh, I've listened to that now that yeah. you mentioned it. Yeah. And that and that was actually gonna be another thing I wanted to bring up. It's like his discography is literally all over the place. And when I say that, he has music outside of the name of MF Doom. Yeah, he has like Victor so, Von Doom, he has King Ghidorah. Yeah. <laughs> he's almost like J. Cole where he features himself. Like, <laughs> So it is interesting to see. I want to know where did he shift? If it was something underneath MF Doom, if it was something he was doing as a side project, when does it go from, okay, this is amazing lyrics, amazing rhyme scheme to like, okay, this sounds like a full complete album. Like this is everything I need in it. Like in and out. I'm not sure. And I think the thing, I think another thing that we have to make sure not to fucking completely lose is this idea that like, it was all part of a grand performance. Like the dude was Mm -hmm. super secretive. Like he lived this doom persona. Hence the doom bots where like he would send fake MF dooms to concerts because he, wanted to be a villain like you know and that <laughs> shit would piss me i don't that would i don't think there's a single artist in this world that could do that to me and i'd be okay with it i think the weekend could with no, the i don't know no. i i feel like if we're at a concert and the weekend comes out he's gonna lose his mind i'm gonna lose my mind and then they're gonna take the mask off and then we're gonna be like what the heck like, that's the weekday yeah so like, what is what this? <laughs> Get it's Tuesday out of here! Like, <laughs> Trevor it's Noah. just Trevor Noah, the weekday. God. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, no. I, I think diving into Doom is just like such a huge undertaking, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, did we have like any strong like expectations coming into this? Because like he has like such a legacy behind him, right? Yeah, And, like, to me, I guess, like, the main thing, because I had listened to this project before, I guess the mm-hmm. main thing I was, like, trying to pick out was, like, how thoroughly is this Doom idea baked into it? And the answer is very, like... Yeah. yeah well, very I mean, because he had a whole solo, or not solo, a group career with yeah. his, his group before this in, like, the ni- like the early 90s. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like the renaissance of him as like a, a solo artist coming back. Um, I don't know. I think it's I think it's very difficult to pin down like what is and isn't part of like the Doom canon in terms of like projects because he's yeah. all over the place. He, yeah. The solo projects don't even like Mad Villainy is not a solo project that doesn't yeah. even count, and that's like one of his like pivotal albums. Yeah, it is. So it's like I don't know. I think it's pretty much any way you cut it, it's kind of like a, a hodgepodge. I, I think we all agreed that we wanted to start at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and I think we made the right Go choice. Yes. Do we know the exact f- other three we want to do? I know two of them. I know we want to do Um Food and Mad Villainy. Yes. So those his, are going to blast. Too. His solo projects are Operation Doomsday. Yeah. Take Me to Your Leader, which. But that's was... as Victor Vaughn. No, that's King, King Ghidorah. Oh, yeah. Victor Vaughn is Vaudeville Villain and VV2, Vaudeville okay. Villain 2. 
and then mm food and then born like this 2009 yeah so i was under the impression i thought someone said vaudeville villain is that not one of them i don't know that's a, a, an album he released under a different name he didn't release it under doom okay. yeah Are the only mf listen to that the only that mf yeah. Well, Mad Villainy was also 2004, though. Yeah. So it'd be either way. My um, my suggestion. Listen, take. I think we do uh, mm food next, or actually no, I think we do Mad Villainy next. Yeah. I think then we do mm food. So we do solo collab. We do mm food solo, and then we do the mouse and the mask. Okay. Mouse and the Mask. The one with Danger Yeah, Mask. yeah, Danger, Danger Doom. Yeah. What about Born Like This? Because that's the last solo project. Oh, no, maybe we'll do a fifth bonus episode. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. We'll, and that we'll one's only 40 minutes long, which yeah. is not terrible. Yeah. Well, And it was we'll a long time before he died, too. Like, yeah. 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 It was his last project, but it was a good 11 right. years before he passed. So... What I was going to say is, we're doing this every three months anyway, so yeah. we have January, for this, April, and then April we'll do Mad Villainy. July we'll do Mm Food. Okay. October we'll do The Mouse and the Mouse. Danger in the Mouse, and then we'll do maybe in December. Right. Close it out. Yeah, because we always struggle to find shit for December. This is <laughs> we'll, true. We'll we're all busy. We're all thinking about Christmas. Like, And nothing's releasing. Like, And nothing's releasing, yeah. yes. Ooh. Can I point something out that's wild that I don't think I've ever seen any other artist do that he also does? I'm just like look, digging through MF Doom Wikipedia right now. Yeah. All of his projects are on totally separate labels. Yeah. Every single one of them, including the ones that came out in the same year as each other. That's I wild. The thing is, that's wild to me. I don't even think about labels when I think about MF Doom. That's the other thing. Right, me I neither. Feel like but, when but it's the so fact that driven it's, for yeah. underground music. The focus is themselves like they do everything like because yeah. like for me obviously it's not the best comparison but when i was being introduced to music and what i was known or being told to be known as what underground was, was like earl, earl sweatshirt so like that's what i'm imagining when i'm listening to mf doom and that's why i feel like people were at at the beginning of his career yeah, it looks like maybe only three of these projects. No, wait. Four of these projects share a record label. The rest are all totally separate. That's insane. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, whatever we whatever we choose to listen to. I mean, Danger Mouse, underrated. We should definitely dig that. That's going to yeah. be great. Yeah. I mean, my, my whole approach to everything we're doing here when you say like, what were your expectations going into it? Like, what's your mindset? This is one of the very few moments. I'm just listening out of respect. Like, this is just pure yeah, giving it's honor. Study. To it's almost honor. study. Yeah, yeah, it's like I'm not even diving deep into like, oh, what's this beat? What's that beat? What does this lyric mean? It's literally just like I want to just listen. Like, I just want to experience it for myself. You know. So that was that was my only expectation going into it. It's just like this is going to be a very good experience. Yeah. No, I I definitely agree with that. Um, but yeah, I I definitely have to say that I think this, you know, we all have an idea of Doom, and like once again, like it, I'm in like this very precarious spot where it's like I've heard all this music before, 
but like I just didn't have like an intense reaction to it either emotionally or like cerebral in my mind uh so it, it's kind of just interesting to me um because like i think it just like affirmed my belief that like doom was just this insanely creative person who like had this incredible career where he like really defied boundaries like creatively but that same defying of boundaries kept him in the underground right mm. like he was always a you know a working class musician you know doom never did stadium shows or shit like that you know maybe if he was alive today you know he probably would but who knows so yeah. to me i've i've always just had like a deep respect and admiration for doom and this has just cemented it and it like just affirmed a lot of preconceived positive preconceived notions i had about him as an artist so i think the last like kind of question we should handle <clears throat> ourselves and maybe we can revisit this one every time we come to a doom project mm -hmm. is how do we think this man would handle in 2024? Because I'm because it's just such a different world, right? This is, it a, is. like when people talk about the product of their environment, like time is such a huge part of it too, you know. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, w would he have found an audience much earlier and then have been boxed in creatively, and we would not have gotten this alter ego spanning erratic career, you know? Is that worth it? Who knows? I mean, I, I, yeah. Go ahead, Jasper. I was just going to say, I think that like if he were releasing music today or around active today, it would still be just as subversive. I think, I think it was sub subversive at the time and definitely outside of like the public spotlight of like what is popular music. And I think that over time it's appreciated just because of how many you know, rap nerds there are out there who have like kind of brought it to the forefront, dragged it to the forefront. But I think that like if he were releasing today, like he would have that cult following, but for like that stuff, I don't think his new stuff would necessarily be held to that uh, up under that same spotlight, at least not by people today, right? I think there might be like a latency to it of like when people discover and really appreciate that that music. Mm hmm. Honestly, it's an interesting take because the newest stuff I, I feel like would click easier just because. I don't know. With the age of the internet, there's a lot out there, you know, and it's like he never, based on what I've heard and like what I've listened to, it's like mm -hmm. none of this music strikes me as music that's like <clears throat> necessarily intended to be consumed in like a commercial sense, if that makes sense, right? This all feels personal or. Like, if not personal, principled in some way, where it's like personal principles dictate that this gets made because it's like this the person who made it cares about it, not because I'm I'm gonna make a record to sell records. I'm right. gonna make a record to say how I feel. And Is there like, a certain artist you would compare them to then? That would like does that nowadays? It's tough. I mean, maybe daughters, the band. Okay. Um. But that's like a completely different genre, and it's like it's definitely it feels like making music because you want to, you genuinely have a need to put it out as opposed to like fuck what everybody else thinks, you know. And I feel like that's definitely kind of like the the vibe of like mm -hmm. I'm gonna do yeah. these all on different labels, and I'm gonna do them under different names because I don't give a shit. I just need to be creative. I need my outlet. 
Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if music, regardless of the internet and like all that, all of like the kind of like steamroller influencer pop culture, even with all that, I don't know if it'd be strong enough to kind of pick that up and run with it and make it like forefront of people's minds. I don't think you're going to see, would see new stuff from him on your for you page on like TikTok or whatever. Yeah. I think that's a good take. Cause I was actually going to mention that. I, I feel like, I feel like he would still be successful, but the beauty of him doing this or the benefit of him doing this back in the nineties, he has the time and the pacing to actually develop MF Doom. Like it took him several, several years, both through struggling and being homeless, but also just when he is thriving to actually like sit down and make the music he wants to make. A lot of artists don't have that luxury nowadays. Um, there's a lot more force and drive from the industry, the fans, yeah. how music is like even consumed. There's just so much going on that forces them to just, I don't want to say make trash, but no, it's, 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 a, it's a harder product. push. It's a product. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, right? Is that right. like MF Doom, like this widespreading creativity, like, that's why, like, I have, like, such, like, an ad. Like, I feel like any genuine, like, creative expression is going to have, like, an inherent adversarial relationship with, like, any con- anything that go- seeks to commodify it, right? Anything yeah. that seeks to turn it into a product, right? Whether mm-hmm. that's a business, whether that's a person, whether that's a movement. I think genuine creativity is always going to resist that. And... I think if you don't resist that, then the question becomes like, how creative are you really being? Um, And um, I think like, that's just what MF doom was doing. And like, look, I think on one hand, like you can still do that. You can still, you know, throw your middle finger up and just make whatever music you want. Billy Woods is doing it right now. Like anyone, you know, I think a ton of people are, you know, and mm-hmm. like, granted, not everyone has a big budget, but like lower budgets go a lot farther nowadays. You know, like that's, you know, that is true. The, the, you can give one little hit of fame and just blow up. <laughs> I mean, that's not even necessarily what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like how much cheaper it is to get into a studio where you can actually record oh, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, to the point where like for two grand, you can have the setup we have and just make shit at home, right? Which, to someone like Doom, would have been a game changer. Would have been a completely yeah. <laughs> like different mode of operation, right? So I think it's like impossible to tell like the how how he would interact with like all these different pressures. But I think Jasper is probably the closest to being correct in that I think he would still end up being subversive and like a middle finger to the music industry. Because, like, the reality is that, like, in this day and age, there's just more people to give the finger to. Also, you gave me an idea. I have a take. Purely hypothetical take here. I think that it would be very much like if you know, you know type of thing. Kind of like it was in, like, the mid-2000s. And I think that there would be commercially viable, popular artists who would be, like, aware of who he is. But... Mm -hmm even with how heavily saturated music is now with features, I don't think he would ever really be a feature. And I think it's a double-edged sword. One, like, who who would he want to actually work with in today's landscape? And two, 
I think any rapper out there today would be kind of scared to have him on because of how intensely you know like what he, rap yeah. exactly what he brings yeah. to a track so you it's don't like, want you, know, you don't want doctor don't doom want to, to do rap. a control verse right exactly. like... Or, or like or like yeah like the fact that um jay-z was like god damn having eminem on renegade is like one of the worst things that ever happened to me yeah like and and i think that's funny because that's like a very personal mm. manifestation of like personal interests and like personal creative pursuits kind of at odds with like commercial viability because like someone whose career may then be at stake or may have like an issue because they're being so shown up on their own song right it's like food for thought i don't know yeah so yeah i mean i i, I think he would just be like mr underground till yeah till the day yeah you're still gonna have west side gun wanting to collab with him <laughs> definitely what's that going collab with anyone what does Westside Gun sound like? Westside Gun can get Black Star and Run the Jewels on they an album. Have a song and together, give so Stove like... God Cook seven features. Yeah. Yeah. See, Westside Gun does not give a shit. Like he is the people's no, champion. Right. But I'm saying MF like, Doom Paul Wall feature. Ever. What? Like, oh my God! Please no. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> no. <laughs> we need more this Paul drawing, Wall features. That is my. The line. <laughs> that is my 2024. That's the greatest white rapper of all time. Like, <laughs> all right, we're, we're becoming unhinged. <laughs> Let's get to that's grading. the greatest. <laughs> yeah, no, I give this an A. I give this an A, maybe an all A minus. Right. Like, I think it's just like a stellar debut. I think it has like a full, like a more or less fully developed sound. I think it hangs on a lot of tropes of East of, of East Coast rap, but like. I like those tropes, so it's like I'm not too mad about it. And yeah, like the lyrical density is has gravity. It's so fucking intense. So yeah, I mm. give it an A. I'm gonna give it an A. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Good. Um, I think I'm gonna do like a B plus just for me. It's, dude. It's got to be consumable. And, and sometimes it's hard to keep up. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I agree. Sometimes yeah. it, it, it's hard to keep up. I think it's um, a great debut. I think some of the things that he can put together is astonishing. It is amazing to witness and just be a part of it. But um, this won't be in the rotation. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, hey, might be in my rotation. This might be something I go back to every once in a while to capture like a specific vibe. But mm -hmm. I'm willing to bet as we dive deeper into Doom, like... You know, I think like another artist that we talked a lot about today, I think might be similar to me is like Mac Miller, because it's like I don't really listen to a lot of Mac Miller songs, but like mm -hmm. I go through phases where I spin his whole albums very often. So I think I could definitely be going through like phases of MF Doom where I'm listening to his the albums in their entirety more often. I like that. All right, Jasper, what's your grading? I'm gonna go A minus. Okay. I I think it is a strong start. It's very long, and by modern standards, you know, it's very long. It's not like long for a project, but it's intimidating for sure. Um, I I I just I feel like I feel like I've already had spoilers, which is why it's like I'm giving it the grade I am. Right. Yeah. Where it's like I know that better I'm stuff is coming. To, yeah, later. I'm trying to forget Mad Villainy. That's my thing, right? <laughs> for me, also just also just like the the musicality of Food really does it for me in a way that uh, this album it doesn't does sound as much. better. Yeah. Um. 
I don't know. Yeah, I would say just yeah, A minus for that. And then also like I am not the biggest fan of the skits. I know what what they intend to be and like it's of the era, but it's a lot of skits. It's a lot of skits. And I really think that first one's obnoxious. Yeah. So yeah, I mean for for that's that's pretty much how I I feel about it. I think it's an excellent product overall though, and I think that if half the artists working today could come out with something half this lyrically dense, I think the industry would be in a much more interesting place. But it's not, so you can't have too many dooms running around. <laughs> you you don't have any dooms running around. That's the whole point. <laughs> All caps when you spell the man's name. All yeah. caps when you spell the man's name. All right. Guys, All right, but... dude, this is a long, a long episode. One. This was a long one. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We still got to do our wrecks. Let's see if it's there. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Because go. my I'm kind of doing a bit. Because I'm trying to take... Uh, songs that are as different as possible to show that I've been kind of going through a bit of a breakdown. Uh, This first one is possibly the greatest vibe that has ever been cultivated by a human being. Uh, I believe it came out last year. I have no idea, but I found it and I cannot stop listening to it. It's the nothing is freestyle by the alchemist where he's where he's rapping on it, bro. It's insane. It's so it's so luxurious. Like the the delivery is ten out of ten delivery. Like the lyrics are like they're no doom, but like they're not shitty either. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. side the backpack, the Mac is hid, flavor packed. I stay in the sauce like a rack of ribs. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's another really. Yeah, dude, he's so it's very good. It's very smooth. Listen to it. If you like Alchemist Beats and like the kind of artists that are on Alchemist Beats, this is like a very pure version of it. And I have to be honest, even though it's like obnoxious and it's not, I don't love it as earnestly as I like a lot of the songs produced by the Alchemist. I would love to hear an album of just him rapping. I know it'll never happen because I don't think he thinks of himself that way, but that would be awesome. But. Jasper, are you ready? I'm going to do an MF Doom one because it's been stuck in my head for about a week since thinking about this topic. I'm going one beer. Classic. Oh, of course. Very good. And I get all those Instagram memes recommended where it's like other things that rhyme that are like then put over the beat. Like I think I've sent that to both of you where it's like this is MF Doom and it's like some random thing that rhymes and it's like that music in the background. I was like, God damn it. (laughs) I think one of them was like a newscaster or something. <laughs> yeah, there, there's also one of like some guy that's like Slenderman breaks into his house and he's like trying to kick him out. He's like eating a sandwich or something. <laughs> so bad. It's like yeah. weird, random, abstract. Like first this person is his fan video. Base. Yeah, it's <laughs> so strange. It's like, and this is my brother exactly. It's like MF Doom fans, Apex Twin fans, and it's like there's like there's a lot that of makes overlap sense. in those. Yeah, two, there's a lot sense. of overlap in those circles. Yeah, that makes sense. It yeah. is the same circle. <laughs> you you now understand probably sixty percent of my brother's personality. Fair enough. Okay. That and throwing a little sublime and like some more like. That's all Yo, you're, does you're, he not practice dad. Santeria? <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact: My grandmother, unironically, practiced Santeria. Sometimes I had curses. Anyway, uh... <laughs> not even Batman could bring me to admit that. 
in a public forum. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> just put it out there. <laughs> All right, Purvis, do you You take off the rug thing in the backyard and you're cursed and there's just nothing she can do. <laughs> it's over for you. Those oh, curses man. don't really have a, an undo button. No, not really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, moving on. My first song, um, I just started a new playlist actually recently. I've been inspired by a bunch of smooth edits on TikTok of uh, Paul George and Erica Badu or whatever song it is. <laughs> so I've been I've I've been making a whole new playlist for like smooth edits in case I ever want to start doing edits of like sports and stuff. I called the playlist Can't Believe It's Not Potter. Don't judge me. I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm I'm starting I'm I'm making an unhinged playlist soon. I will debut to the world. All right, we we could both release on the same. Yeah, day. we'll do it. Um, we'll drop we'll drop our playlist on the same day, like we're Drake and Kanye West. Like, nice. I'm Drake. Drake. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, fine. Um. Anyway, the the song is me and Mrs. Jones. I've been going back and listening to a bunch of '70s music. Absolute. Bad, oh yeah. Though, yeah, such a good song. Although the message is literally about um cheating. So, yeah. <laughs> but good song. Yeah. Okay, so remember the conceit here. I'm now I'm trying to recommend the most as different thing from the nothing is freestyle by the alchemist as I can imagine. And this song came across like my recommended videos on YouTube and I saw the two artists that were associated with it and I could not say no. And I listened to it and it's been stuck in my head. And you know what? It's not great lyrically and it's not great musically. Okay. But it comes together and it is a fucking load of fun and I'll stand by that. I'm recommending Just Say That by Duke Deuce and Glorilla. Yo. Wow. That's <laughs> such a pairing, dude. Holy <laughs> and the sample is of like a Beethoven sample. <laughs> That's insane. What? It's like a fun, it's fun. It's a fun song. Like I mean, I'm here for it, but like <laughs> It's exactly it's exactly the song you think it is from like from, say, yeah. you know what it is yeah you know what it is it's fun listen to it it's fun like just for both of your entertainment I want you to know that the only context I really have for Duke Deuce's career is his feature on the house is burning yeah where he goes yeah that's his thing that's his thing what the fuck yeah that's his thing that's what he does he does that and he dances and it works yeah I, I'm literally listening to the song right now because I wanted to hear it and it literally opens up what <laughs> <laughs> it's like if Jaleel just said what the fuck. It's like, yeah. All right. Dude, uh, Jaleel Jaleel like perfectly Duke, Duke. lined up. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so insane. Jaleel Duke Deuce produced by Danny Brown. Oh man. Produced by JPEG Mafia. Oh yeah, there you go. Better. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, listen to it. And also listen to the Alchemist Freestyle. Tell me what you think how you think. Alright. Is it Jazz yeah. It is my turn. Okay. My, my last one, I've got a song that I think you you both like the artist, you both know the artist, but I'm willing to bet that when I say it, neither of you will be able to tell me what it sounds like. Okay. I'm going New York City Rage Fest by Kid Cudi. Oh, yeah. That's Indica like, Cud, yeah. 2013. I almost recommended I like a song. A I almost like... recommended a song from Indicud. I almost rec I almost ditched a Duke Deuce song uh, to recommend Girls. Oh, that song I know that came up in the shuffle last yeah, week. Yeah, I, I almost recommended "Girls" or the Nirvana song "Something in the Way." Hits. Yeah, it's foggy yeah, it's out. Good. I have to listen to Nirvana and walk around. 
Makes me feel like Batman. Twenty twenty five, the new so, one. I give it to me now. Yeah, please. <laughs> as long as Catwoman doesn't do that stupid walk again, I'm good. No, Catwoman can do whatever walk she wants. <laughs> Literally, whatever walk she wants. Well, I don't care. You do, you do not get to judge how black women walk, Jasper. <laughs> It was never about that. You know it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I caught it from Rachel. There's there's no way. Okay. I'm going to say, I will not be made out to be the podcast racist, all right? (laughs) Someone has to do it. Someone has to. (laughs) I volunteer one of you. I smell like cocoa butter right now. I'm not the racist. Like, make, make uninformed comments. I am about... cocoa butter. <laughs> but we did say racist to black people, though. So Burmans could just be like, really hate. I can do whatever. And <laughs> I get a pass. No. I don't know about that. Like, I think Mr. West yes, has proven yes. that that's not true. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Okay, I'm hitting the podcast. Um, the power. The last podcast. song is Bodie James, Saints and Sinners. That's it. Okay, well, <laughs> turn the video off. 